This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, March 21st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, as I just mentioned, 95 is closed in both directions in South Philadelphia after a crash that killed two Pennsylvania state troopers and a civilian early Monday morning. It happened around 1 a.m. on the northbound side of 95 near the stadium complex just before Broad Street. Pennsylvania state troopers who patrol 95 were making a traffic stop. A car struck and killed the two troopers and a civilian was also pronounced dead at the scene. Further information concerning the circumstances of the crash is unknown at this time. Philadelphia police were the first to arrive on the scene. Uh, the Philadelphia Fire Department and state police were also called to the crash site. This is horrible, and it, it happens more than you would think. And yeah, it, it's, it's just, and that's why it's so dangerous these pullovers, especially on main thoroughfares like that. And you know, you know what? Over in, in that area, too, I mean, I know there is a shoulder, but I feel like it's so tight over it's there. Narrow. It's very yeah. narrow. Yep. And then you deal with the phenomenon. We've talked about it before, where sometimes people they get distracted and they'll veer into... Like, yeah. yeah, they'll be yeah. looking yeah. at yeah. it and actually yeah. head towards mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. All traffic on 95 is being diverted off of the ramps. All lanes remain shut down at this time. Drivers are advised to seek alternate routes. There are... I mean, it's under construction there as well. And, is that area? Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so... Um, you know, like there were, I mean, it's, it's gotten a little bit better, but they had like a medians where like, you know, the two lanes were split off from the, the, the other lane. And, and so it is still it a little more bit complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. A China Eastern Boeing 737 with 132 people on board crashed in the southern province of Guangxi on Monday, officials said. The Civilian Aviation Administration of China said in a statement the crash occurred in Tang County. The flight was traveling from Kunming in the western province of Yunnan to the industrial center of Guangzhou along with east, uh, along the east coast. There is no immediate word on numbers of dead and injured. The plane was carrying 132 passengers and nine crew members. The CAAC said it sent a team of officials and the Guangxi Fire Service uh, said work was underway to control the mountainside blaze ignited by the crash. Satellite data from NASA showed a massive fire just in the area where the plane went down at the time of the crash. Shanghai-based China Eastern is one of China's top three airlines operating scores of domestic and international routes serving 248 destinations. The two-engine single-aisle Boeing 737 is one of the world's most popular planes for short and medium-haul flights. The 737 MAX version was grounded worldwide after two fatal crashes. China's aviation regulators cleared that plane to return to service late last year, making the country the last major market to do so. Starting today, masks will become optional in most spaces at the Temple University's North Philadelphia campus. Face coverings will no longer be required in dining halls, residence halls, common areas, meeting rooms, or in the Leocorus Center. However, masks will still be mandatory in classrooms, labs, studios, healthcare facilities, and shuttles. The city of Philadelphia drops its indoor mask mandate earlier this month. In sports this morning. The Sixers lost to the Toronto Raptors last night in South Philly. What the f*** is this? 
Pascal Siakam had 26 points and 10 rebounds to lead Toronto to the 93-88 win. The Sixers are at home again tonight and will take on the first place Miami Heat, who are three and a half games ahead of the Sixers in the standings. Tip-off tonight is set for 7.30. At the NCAA tournament, the number two seed in the south, the Villanova Wildcats beat the Ohio State Buckeyes 71-61. to Colin Gillespie scored 20 points. Eric Dixon hit a big three-pointer, and the Wildcats held on for the win. They earned their eighth trip to the Sweet 16 under Jay Wright after surviving a second-half push from the Buckeyes, who trimmed a 15-point deficit to two before Nova put the game away. The Wildcats will continue their quest for a third national title in seven seasons when they face 11th-seeded Michigan in the South Region semifinals on Thursday night in San Antonio. The Flyers beat the New York Islanders 2-1 yesterday afternoon in South Philly. Kevin Hayes scored both goals, and the Flyers won in their first game since trading longtime captain Claude Giroux on Saturday. Joel Farabee and Travis Konechny each assisted on both goals. Giroux was dealt to Florida for former first-round uh, first pick Owen Tippett and a 2024 first-round pick and a 2023 third-round pick. The Flyers are on the road tomorrow night with a game in Detroit against the Red Wings. And over the weekend, free agent outfielder Nick Castellanos and the Phillies agreed to a five-year, $1 million contract. $1 million? I'm sorry, $100 million. Wow, what a deal. (laughs) $100 million contract. The 30-year-old is coming off his best season with the Cincinnati Reds. He ranked in the top, except I'd take a million bucks. Sure, sure, Christ's sake. (laughs) He ranked in the top 10 of the National League in several offensive categories and will be another potent batter in in the Phil's lineup that already includes Bryce Harper, Reese Hoskins, JT Realmuto, Gene Segura, and another recent addition, Kyle Schwarber. The regular season begins at home on Friday, April 8th. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. Welcome back from the weekend. Work week starts right now, as well as some interesting things like a new Word of the Week prize. We are going to give away a pair of lower-level seats for both Roger Waters concerts, which are going to be Friday, August 5th, and Saturday, August 6th. So that's pretty solid. Yeah, that's damn good. All right, so listen up for the letter of the day at the end of the program. We'll have your chance to win. We will give that away on Friday. We also have uh, Michael Leo. Comedian joining us uh, this morning. We're going to talk to him. He's got a new comedy special, uh, which is called I Never Thought, and it's available on Michael's YouTube channel right now. Hello. That's Michael Yo. <laughs> and we also have a uh, a concert <laughs> announcement, which we'll get to at Music News. So that'll be close to about 10 a.m., so you want to listen up for that. And, ladies and gentlemen, today it kicks off at noon MM March Madness 2021 yeah. is taking place, so maybe we can kind of dissect a few of the matchups and get ourselves ready for that. It's the staff against each other. We've chosen our sides. We've made our picks. And we're going to determine who wins when this is all said and done. 64 bands in four regions, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. So it's the Preston and Steve show up against uh, Pierre and Pancake. Jackson and Sarah and Jackie and Brent. I have no idea how this is going to shake out. I no. mean, I think, I think we got some good selections, but uh, everyone did. Yeah, shine down last year's champion. Who would have called that? Beat out some yeah. big, big bands. So we'll have to see. And who's got shine down in their roster? <laughs> we, we do. do. <laughs> <laughs> good we had, first move. We had the draft. So uh, with all of that, we will uh, take ourselves a break. Come back in a second. We'll get into the entertainment report. I've got stories of people not being invited to things. It's not. Ooh, that's kind good. of. A Unless it is good. I don't know. We'll let you decide, but we'll come back in a moment and get into that as well as a stupid question more. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? 
Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, flip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the stupid question this morning, we are going to give away a $150 Fogo to Show gift card if you can answer this correctly. What is a FOSS? In Iceland. A foss. Yes, F-O-S-S is how you spell that. What is a foss in Iceland? 215-263-WMMR. Do you know the answer to that? Let's find out in a little bit, and we'll get you that gift card if you can get it correct. So call now, and I'll mention some birthdays while we wait for that call. Today is Monday, March 21st. Scott Eastwood, son of Clint Eastwood, celebrates his birthday today. He is... (laughs) 36 years old. Did we have him in the Did we have him in the studio or did we interview We definitely interviewed him at some point. Did I don't we? remember him yeah, being I don't in the remember studio. Him. I don't yeah. remember talking to him. We interviewed him for some some movie. He's he's been in a lot of things from like uh, Suicide Squad and stuff, so. Uh Fury and uh, Fury. Grand Torino, uh, a couple of the other titles that he has been involved in and I, I know, obviously, Clint uh, directed and started in Gran Torino, but uh, he he wasn't involved in Fury, was he? Uh, Clint Eastwood. No, Clint no. was not. No. Okay. Scott was, and he is 36 today. It's also Kevin Federline's birthday. Oh, my God. Today. Ex-husband of Britney Spears. Who ended up uh, being like the sane one and got custody yeah. of the kids. He was a big punchline for the longest time. Yeah. We used to poke fun at him quite a bit. And uh, what was it? Popo Zal? That was yeah. song? This is my, this is my jam, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is the song, Popo Zal. I do my goat yoga to this. And, uh, but he ended up being a, a, a pretty solid uh, father from what we understood. Yeah, and, pretty responsible. Yeah, so. I mean, that's also, I guess, his income too, right? He gets spousal support. From Brittany, I think that's still going on. Oh, I don't know. I yeah. guess so. So uh, that's his job? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. so he is... Uh, oh, he's entering into a Thai business with a Rob Kardashian. Maybe so, <laughs> okay. but uh, he appears to uh, at least be somebody who can uh, be a responsible parent. He's right. 44 today. Uh, now, Matthew Broderick has his birthday today, and it's a big one. He turns 60 years old. Oh, wow. Just watched him in glory over the weekend. Great movie. Sensational. Mm-hmm. Great performance. I always thought he was a little older than 60 years old, but no, that's uh, that's what he turns today. He was older. He was in his mid to late 20s, right, when he was in uh, Ferris Bueller. Bueller? Yeah, I think you're correct. Uh, so, yeah, big one for him today. Happy birthday. Uh, also, Timothy Dalton turns a year older today. Solid yep. Bond. He did play Bond. He Absolutely. Is, uh, he is 76 years old today. Two movies, but good movies. Uh, so, what else? But besides Bond... Um, I'm, I see a couple titles here, but nothing that... I mean, he was in Wuthering Heights. Oh, uh, Flash, the Flash Gordon movie. Oh, my God. Remember yeah. that? Oh, man. I forgot about that. Yeah, he was the kind of uh, Archer guy. Right, yeah. right. And they have, don't, they have like a... Um a fight on a platform that's tilting back and forth. And I remember there was, was there spikes a, pop up. That's and stuff. it. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. So he is uh, 76 today. Uh, it's Rosie O'Donnell's birthday today. She celebrates the same as Matthew Broderick at 60 years old today. Uh, so Rosie 
turning. You uh, me a super save. She said it's super save. Yeah, she, she loves birthday. super save. Yeah, she yeah. gets good deals there. Her that, show was great when she had her show. Um, I, I I went to see it one time. And oh, yeah? It, yeah, it was like, I mean, at the time, it was very genuine. It was what she showed. I was there for one of the uh, shows where she gave stuff away to people. I walked through New York City with a giant pillow and a hand <laughs> vacuum. Um, <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun. And then I think after the show, she kind of went, like, got a little more outspoken. So my friend uh, Joey uh, Cola was the opening That's comedian. That's right. I remember right. seeing him there. Right. So he was there, and she and he were, were very good friends. She actually was, uh, I, when I was doing comedy she had just done star search and was on her way she was she was yeah. off, off her running but he said that during that time on the show she got he saw her get so bombarded she tried to accommodate every charity and at a certain point nothing she did was right so like everyone yeah. for all the people that she was helping there were so many people who were pissed off at her for not helping and it started to cave in on her so that's right. why she left uh she is like i said 60 years old today it's gary oldman's birthday today he's amazing uh, yes, he's a he's a pretty wild guy, man. He's uh, he's played some characters that are out there. He's played some pretty straight laced guys. He can he can really wrap his mind around all From kinds of different characters. Sid and Nancy to Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, totally. And uh, and what was the movie? Uh, the Professional. Oh my God, where he's this bizarre <laughs> bad cop. You can do a character like that and so easily go over the top. He mm-hmm. went over the top, but stayed mm-hmm. menacing. When he would bite into whatever drug he would take, right. and he would just uh, have this really freak out look on his face. But uh, yeah, he turns uh, 64 years old today. And then the last birthday I saw is Roger Hodgson, former lead singer of the band Supertramp. He came by here one day. It was a weekend. I could have come by, and I regret not swinging by here to meet him. Likewise, I, this is not him singing. But, oh man, yeah. uh, he has. He has. The, he, he does. The chorus in that good my yeah, stranger yeah. in the night. He's has the high, this'll be him, yeah. Dreamer, yeah. This is a great song too. Uh but I, I wish I would have come by when he was performing here because I Super Tramp is one of those bands when you start to head down their catalog, you're like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh and that one too. And oh my god. Bunch of great songs. Their double live album uh, is amazing, and the live version of Fool's Overture oh, is unbelievable. Spectacular. He is uh, 72 years old today. All right, we'll go to the phones, and we'll see if we can get an answer to the question, what is a FOSS in Iceland? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Julia. Hello there, Julia. Hello. Good morning. Uh, Julia, what is a FOSS if you are in Iceland? I believe it's a waterfall. It is, it is a waterfall. Yeah, hang on, Julia. We'll get your information. And we are going to set you up with a $150 photo show gift card. And you can try new favorites like Bear Fire Roasted. Uh, pitch, uh, how do you say this? Pecana, I guess is how you say The Pecana or Richly Marbled Ribeye. I have to have it now. As part of the full Churrasco experience, and you can pair them with Fogo's extensive collection of South American wines. Make a reservation for Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. We were by the one in King of Prussia recently. I was taking my kids. We were going to get brunch, and my son, Carter, who can eat his own weight in food. <laughs> yeah. I go, dude, I have to take you by this place sometime. And right. he's like, why? And I go, because they keep bringing you food as long as you're hungry. He's like, oh, you just kind of let them know. I'm like, no, there's this little card you have on your flip table, it. and you flip it over. Yeah. When it's green, they don't stop oh, coming over and putting food off. on your plate. And he's like, ooh. 
Please, I gotta take film it. that when that happens. I will. Yeah, I will watch that. Last night, I accidentally said "water," and uh, it, and because I I will correct Jace if he says that. I'm like, it's not water, it's water, and uh, he, it just got silent. And he looked at me, and he just was, like, and I was like, "Water." I meant water. I was like, "I don't know why that came out of my mouth." <laughs> Waterfall. I love force. that. Yeah. All right. So let's go through. Let's see the box office had this weekend. Batman still number one, thirty six point eight million is what it has made. If you want to so know, or at the box office this past weekend, if you want to know what the Batman is like, just listen to the song. And this is what the Batman is like. Yeah, the movie is like so this. Good, yeah. I love it. This is the Nirvana tune yeah. that yeah. is uh, making a comeback because of the film. It yeah. is, yeah. Right. Uh, so the Batman, thirty-six point eight million. Then you had uh, Jujitsu Kaisen. Oh, I guess is how you say that. This is a, uh, an anime movie. This is and everyone is raving about. It. I watched a little bit of it. The animation is unbelievable. Uh, so it's in second place, followed by Uncharted. Then you have X Dog. Spider-Man No Way Home, Death on the Nile. Number eight is The Outfit, followed by The Cashmere Files, and Sing 2 rounds out the top ten. Uh, we'll begin with some of these entertainment stories about the fact that uh, yesterday, West Side Story actress Rachel Zegler revealed that she doesn't have a ticket to the Oscars. And what? Fans were shocked to hear the news, especially since the film is up for so many awards this year, and she is the leading actress in the movie. Uh, an Instagram user commented on a series of photos Zegler posted recently, writing, can't wait to see what you'll be wearing on Oscar night. And Zegler responded saying, I'm not invited, so sweatpants and my boyfriend's <laughs> fa- flannel. Uh, and she continued saying, I don't know, y'all, I've tried it all, but it doesn't seem to be happening. I will root for West Side Story from my couch and be proud of the work that we so tirelessly, tirelessly did three years ago. And I hope some last-minute miracle occurs and I can celebrate our film in person, but hey... That's how it goes sometimes, I guess. Thanks for all the shock and outrage. I'm disappointed, too. That's got to be a, just a massive oversight. So and, right, they're going to correct that. And she writes, but that's okay. So proud of our movie. I got to believe that they'll Come send on. her an invite. I tell you what, though. I watched the movie a couple times now in bits and pieces, and I watched it straight through on the first. It's really good. It's okay. it's, it's as good, I think, as the, the original in many ways. And uh, the, the standout, though, is Ariana DeBose. I think she is... Uh, uh, I like to be in America. That whole product, that whole number, that whole sequence where they're doing it live out on the street, different vibe. Actually, you know, in the city, mm-hmm. uh, in an intersection, uh, is just amazing to watch. It's nice. just covered brilliantly. Yeah, I do need to see that movie. West Side Story is up for a number of Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Best Director. Speaking of not being, invi- being invited, Kanye West has been pulled from performing at this year's Grammys due to, quote, concerning online behavior. There's a couple of different schools of thought on this. He was supposed to do poopity scoop with a gospel <laughs> choir, right? Three sources close to the artist confirmed uh, the decision, which was first reported by The Blast, comes days after West was temporarily banned from Instagram after using a racial slur directed at Daily Show host Trevor Noah. Uh, Noah is also the host of the Grammy Award. West's derogatory social media post was in response to Noah expressing concern over the artist's recent treatment of his former wife, Kim Kardashian, and her boyfriend, Pete Davidson, during an episode of his show last week. Now, a source close to Noah told CNN uh, that he had nothing to do with West's performance being canceled and that he has not had any conversations with producers or the Recording Academy, who produces a show about West. Uh, The source said Trevor never asked the Grammys to ban Kanye from performing 
Uh, he was not offended by Kanye's Instagram post, and Trevor responded on Instagram. Uh, the notion that Trevor or his team has the Grammys to ban Kanye is ridiculous. Noah had commented on West's Instagram post, which has since been deleted, a message of support to the musician, writing, It breaks my heart to see you like this, and that his music has been, quote, an indelible part of his life. Early Sunday morning, Noah had tweeted, I said, counsel Kanye, not cancel Kanye. <laughs> so... But he's not going to be performing, and uh, that's where they stand right now. With <laughs> that might be the right call. Yeah. At the 33rd Annual Producers Guild Awards Saturday, Simon Rex told people that he, quote, wasn't allowed to keep the prosthetic penis that he wore for Red Rocket. <laughs> Rex let the world know that he was wearing a prosthesis during the nude scene in the film, which, uh, while accepting the award for Best Male Lead in the at the Independent Spirit Awards. He said, I just had fun with it, and me and Sean Baker, we agreed that we were going to keep it mysterious and not say whether or not that was really me naked. And at that point, after we won the Spirit Award, I said, it's time to tell the people. We did this for eight months. We somehow got away with it for eight months. It was just time to let people know. He said, I finally had to let it be known. Rex said that the prop... We'll be in a museum one day when he asked if he would donate it to the Academy of Motion Pictures in Los Angeles. He said, I like that idea. I think you could at this point put together a museum of prosthetic penises. You have Mark Wahlberg's in Boogie Nights. Mm -hmm. You have uh, from Pam and Tommy, right? Yes, yes, that's Uh, true. And then uh, there's a few others. They're all the rage. Yeah. Uh, In a recent interview with The Guardian, uh, Simon Rex said that several UK tabloids offered him, this is a different story, offered him $70,000 to say that he was intimate with Meghan Markle while she was still working as an actress. So they actually tried Man. to get him to, to pay him to say oh. that. Rex and Markle both appeared on a 2005 episode of Cuts. or It says Cuts. It was suits. suits. Yeah. I don't know why it says Cut Cuts. Suits. Uh, but they only ever went to a platonic lunch together. He said, I was broke as F. I really needed the money. But I'll be on food stamps before I do that. And Markle sent him a thank you note for choosing to be honest, which he has framed in his home. Does that make you wonder how many times they've done that and yeah, succeeded totally. with other people? Yeah. And so these will be tabloids yep, yep. Uh, that'll that'll say, look, you know, if you, you float this story, we'll uh, we'll chuck some money at you. So we'll, we'll let you keep your prosthetic penis. Always keep that stuff. Uh, yeah. And he got to keep his penis. Uh, she said, it's nice to know that there are still good people, Rex told The Guardian. Lenny Kravitz and Jason Momoa have quite the bromance going on. On Saturday, Kravitz posted a photo of himself with the Aquaman actor on their respective motorcycles, and he captioned the post, Ride or die, brothers for life. (laughs) Kravitz and Momoa both married uh, the Cosby Show actress Lisa Bonet at different points in time. Kravitz was married to Bonet from 1987 to 1993, and together they had their daughter, Zoe. Do you think this is just the groundwork for a threesome? Maybe. With, with, yeah. Uh, Bonet got together with Momoa in, t- Momoa in 2005, but the pair announced their separation January of this year, despite this Us Weekly reports that Bonet was spotted wearing her wedding ring a few days ago. Uh, Zoe commented on Lenny's post, well, isn't this just adorable? <laughs> Love you both so much. And uh, her boyfriend, Channing Tatum, also <laughs> liked the post. I think any one of those guys would be fun to hang out with. Yeah, yeah, all I agree. Of, yeah, Chan, yeah. All, in, any yeah. one of those three. Yeah, all um, good. Uh, the Game of Thrones actor commented, "Love you, bro, Ohana for <laughs> life." Adding two black hearts as well. So that's a little weird, don't you think? That they're they they they're both her ex. Yeah, yeah. Now they're I buddies. Know. I wonder how many times that happens. Where 
if she's drawn to a type of person and that person has a similarity to other guys that she's attracted to, I could see that being... I mean, I guess they're just taking you know? the high road and hanging out and have common interests or whatever. Obviously, they have common interests in women. Um, they're working towards a threesome here. Now, I suppose, yeah. yeah. There's goals involved. Sure, I'm sure well, Lenny Kravitz has difficulty getting that going. <laughs> now, keep in mind, they also have uh, they have Zoe in common. Even though sure. uh, Jason is not her father, he probably acted as yeah. a sort of father figure for a little while. Yeah. So, you know, I don't find it weird. I think I think Steve's right. If they, uh, if if you were no, not threesome. Oh. <laughs> if you were, if you were both had, if you had both had a relationship with the same gal, and it wasn't heated with yeah. the, either of you at that point, and you both ended that relationship, you've got something totally in common to talk <laughs> it's about. True, you know, and but you're probably is, of a kind. It's yeah. also something you really should strive for. I mean, honestly, motorcycles. Know, like, well, motorcycle. Mm, reasons. No, no, not. Oh, reasons. your French. Yeah, to not to keep it to keep it n- non-contentious. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. I agree. Yeah. All right, what else do we have here for you? Entertainment Tonight reports uh, Maxim Schmerkowski. You did it. You did it. Yeah. Left Los Angeles and is now back, <laughs> back in, in Poland to help uh, bring aid to you Ukrainian refugees. What's that? I know him. I know that guy who pronounced the name right. Thank you, man. He's my friend. <laughs> yep. uh, his wife. Wait, so he was stuck there. Left, yeah, came back, and now he's going. Now back. he's going back to. He's he's in Poland now. Okay. Uh, so, which is a little bit uh, easier than being in Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, his wife, uh, Peta Murgatroyd, posted a photo of uh, him to her Instagram stories on Saturday, writing, "Missing you already." Uh, he recently said, or uh, says here, the Dancing with the Stars alum told CNN recently that he had survivor's remorse and that he planned to go back to join efforts on the ground. So he wants to help out. Uh, after suffering a concussion on the set of The Walking Dead earlier this month, Norman Reedus announced that he will be returning on Tuesday, tomorrow. Uh, Reedus took to Instagram to share the news, writing, thank you f- uh, for the nice thoughts. It's been a week or two. Uh, I was in an accident, but getting better, getting cleared, and going to be back at work Tuesday, they tell me. He seemed fine at his press conference. <laughs> that sounds perfect for the it walking dead. It sounds fine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Demi Moore posted to Instagram on Saturday in celebration of her ex-husband Bruce Willis's birthday. These are guys that I, I think dance around getting back together. Remember, they were together for like a good portion of the pandemic. Yeah. They were yeah. living together. Yep. Uh, in the photo, she shared uh, more is standing with that she shared. She is standing next to Willis holding a cutting board full of mushrooms. How hot. Uh, and she wrote, happy birthday, Bruce. Thankful for a blended family. She wrote in the caption. So, you know, I guess they, they get along swimmingly. They apparently do. Yeah. Uh, People has reported that after 31 years on the air, Maury's talk show is coming to a close. Maury wow. Povich. Yep. Uh, original episodes are set to air through September, and the show will live on in syndication in the future. Maury Povich told TV Line in a statement six years ago when I was ready to retire. <laughs> my NBC Universal family asked me to continue the show, uh, even though I told them I was ready for assisted living out of loyalty <laughs> to NBC Universal and my more than 100 staff and crew members. Tracy Wilson and I agreed to one more deal. And oh my God! He said, "I'm so proud of my relationship with NBC Universal and all those who worked on the Maury Show." But I, as I occasionally tell my guests, enough already. Uh, I happened to catch a full Maury episode. It was about two or three weeks ago. I, I rarely pop on the set in the afternoon, but I did. And uh, of course, wall-to-wall paternity tests yes. and him pretending he's <laughs> he's not disgusted by yeah. all these people. But yeah, it was it was fun. 
Dude, he's 83 years old. I know. And sharp, man. 83 years old and still doing that show. Fraternity. (laughs) And so I guess he wanted to hang it up a little while back, but maybe they they chucked a few more bucks at him and said, come on, and and he decided to stick it out. But 83, yeah, dude, you know, relax. Go ahead. Chill. (laughs) But then again, maybe you just love to work. Well, my guess is, believe it or not, it won't be a full retirement. I think he's going to come back with another show. You think so? I think so. Wow. Okay. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, so the movie, the uh, house used in the film Scarface is up for sale, and it can be yours for the bargain price of $39 million That's and it? change. And it's really, if we were to uh, pull some of our Bassett's money. <laughs> yes, all that money we made off the ice I think we could. I'll, I'll tell you this, though, Preston, it's great that it looks like, <laughs> it looks like the way you want it to look. It looks exactly yeah, like yeah, it did yeah, in the yeah. movie. So, all I have is the description of the listing, and here it is. Few properties capture the imagination like El Fourier... How do you pronounce this? F-U-R-E-I-D-I-S. You got me. Fioridis, I guess. uh, Maybe that's a playoff of the word fire. I'm not sure. El Fioridis. This globally inspired, remarkable architectural uh, achievement has ruled over a century of seasons in the heart of Montecito, designed by Bertram Goodhue. El Fioridis. It means little paradise in Arabic. Ah, okay. Is exceptional. Layered gardens over the 10-acre grounds include a remarkable range of specimen trees, diffusing grandeur and a romantic sense of time and place. Goodhue's design pairs a classic Roman villa with Persian water gardens, beautifully blurring form and flora with, blah, blah, blah. with the land. Einstein, Churchill, and JFK all spent time at the estate. They spent a long weekend together. Which is notably <laughs> featured in the movie Scarface. Hey, let's get some poontang. Uh, despite its history and celebrity at its core, El Fioridis is a truly livable residence with beautiful spaces from everything uh, for everything from epic entertaining to everyday intimacies and luxurious serenity. It is it is magnificent. It's We're looking awesome. at what I assume is the pool, unless that is a fountain. You always run the risk of these high-level estates of accidentally swimming in a fountain. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. it's it's hard to say what is what. So, uh, Speaking of uh, movies and uh, well-known uh, residences, The Godfather obviously has some of those in their films. So the 50th anniversary of the Francis Ford Coppola... Masterpiece has resurrected the negative opinion of one influential critic, and that is Frank Sinatra. So this story has come back to light. The chairman of the board was not a fan of The Godfather, an opinion Sinatra made abundantly clear as Mario Puzo's 1969 novel was being adapted for film. And in a legendary blow-up, it happened at Hollywood Eatery Chasen's, Sinatra had snarled choke Go ahead and choke at Puzo, who was taking a meal break from writing the film's screenplay. Yeah. The infamous conversation sparked the imagination of Michael Tolkien, creator of The Offer, which is the new Paramount Plus series uh, coming out on April 28th about the making of The Godfather, which features a recreation of this little fracas in it. Oh, I'm so looking forward to this series. So Tolkien said, the only story I knew about making The Godfather was that Mario Puzo had, or do you say Puzo? Puzo. Puzo. Had gotten into a fight with Frank Sinatra at Chasen's, and he said, so I have five minutes in the show written, and I just needed nine hours and 55 minutes more to fill it in. Uh, Sinatra's vocal rebuke simmered for years. In many ways, Sinatra loomed over the Godfather production from afar, said Mark Seal, who was the author of Leave the Gun, Take the Cannoli, which yeah. is about the making of the, the film. 
Uh, Sinatra partly owned the Las Vegas Sands Hotel, where Puzo researched his novel on the mob. Even before the book came out, Puzo's publisher received a letter from Sinatra's lawyers demanding to see the manuscript. And the publishers politely politely refused the request. When The Godfather was published, many assumed the novel's central Johnny Fontaine character... A hard-drinking, womanizing, past his prime crooner who turns to The Godfather to revive his career with a movie role. They thought maybe it was modeled after Sinatra. That is the legendary story is that the mob interceded to get Frank Sinatra, his career was on the skids, and help get him the role in From Here to Eternity, which eventually won him an Oscar. Puzo wrote, uh, when making the movie, the Paramount legal team showed concern about the possibility of being sued by Sinatra. Uh, The simmer boiled over at Chasen's when Puzo ran into Sinatra, an entertainer he referred to as an idol from afar. Uh, And Puzo was dining with Godfather producer Al Ruddy. Sinatra greeted uh, John Wayne in the room. Uh, they both looked absolutely great, better than on screen. Uh, Twenty years younger, Puzo had written. You know, John Wayne was supposed to originally be Fredo. And oh, shut up! <laughs> oh, I didn't I'm very smart. Yeah, smarter than you. <laughs> Another well-connected diner insisted on introducing Puzo to Sinatra, and it went south quickly. With Sinatra saying, "I don't want to meet him." After the two approached his table, Puzo apologized, saying, listen, it wasn't my idea, which Sinatra assumed was a reference to the Fontaine character. Get away from me. (laughs) Man, he's upset. Sinatra started to shout abuse. I don't want to talk. Thank you. And threatened to beat him, by the way. I want to fight you. (laughs) (laughs) I will go back to that wall with the three of you. All three of you. One, two, three. Uh, and Puzo wrote, what hurt here, uh, what hurt was, uh, he was a Northern Italian threatening me, a Southern Italian, with physical violence. Puzo said, called it roughly equivalent to Einstein pulling a knife on Al Capone. By myself, I'll take you physically. Uh, Puzo died in 1999, <laughs> left without incident, but Ruddy gives a more vivid account. He said, there are two waiters holding Mario back. They drag Puzo out. Uh, Ruddy said that uh, he noted that uh, Puzo was upset afterward in the house where I grew up. My mother had two pictures in the kitchen, one of the Pope and one of Sinatra. And the fact that Frank Sinatra doesn't like me or would think that I would do anything to hurt him breaks my heart, he'd said. Well, yeah, so, you know, that was always the rumor with Frank. And the uh, and, and, and uh, is it a rumor? I think it's pretty much a fact that he was, you know, had a lot of friends in the mob. But uh, I saw Mario Puzo I used to come into the bookstore that I worked at, oh, and, yeah? and he would, they, so they, that would be along the line of uh, Sunrise Highway, Kathy, you know, right yeah. out to the Hamptons and Montauk, and he would come in, a little dude, and one, he came in one day, and I recognized him immediately, I'm like, oh my God, the God, and uh, so, uh, how are you, Mr. Puzo? And oh, that's he's great. He's very nice, but he was a small dude, I don't, I could, in a fist fight, I think Frank would have kicked his ass. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, was he picking up books? Is it was, yeah. was he buying yeah. some stuff? That's yeah, cool, yeah. man. Um, so, anyhow, this little blow-up is going to be featured in The Offer when that comes out in April, which should be pretty cool. So, Robert You're Evans... a coward. <laughs> he is a coward. Robert Evans had a documentary about uh, his life and the making of the Godfather movies, and that alone is fascinating. So, it sounds like this is going to be great. Yep, absolutely. But you don't have the courage. <laughs> I'll take you out to that. See that wall over there? That's a retaining wall. I'm talking about the wall to the left of that. You're less than a man. All right. It looks more like lattice. And then one last story. <laughs> a particularly prized copy of the first ever Marvel comic book feet, uh, fetched more than $2.4 million in an online auction on Friday. Uh, known as Marvel Comics' number one pay copy. 
It's arguably one of the top three comic books in the world of comic collecting, said Vincent Zerzolo, the chief operating officer of Comic Connect. Uh, the auctioneer sold the book Thursday. Uh, for $2.4 million. $2.4 million. Yep, the buyer's name uh, has not been disclosed. Uh, he is an extremely passionate comic book collector and investor who also collects other items. I wonder if it's something within the Marvel, somebody within the Marvel family, like Kevin Feige or somebody, uh, or, or like, you know, uh, uh, Robert Downey. Right. In 1939, Marvel Comics number 1 introduced characters including Submariner and the original Human Torch, precursor of the character of the same name that was later a member of, the Marvel's, fan- of Marvel's Fantastic Four. I always loved Sub- Submariner. Were you a Submariner fan? Yeah. He was like a, like a darker Aquaman, a more pissed off Aquaman. Namu, wasn't that his name? Namor. Prince Namor. Namor that's yeah. it, yeah. Uh, the book uh, launched what became the Marvel Universe of uh, comics, movies, TV shows, and more. So this was a big one. So $2.4 million. Jeez. All right, we're ready for the clips here, gang. Amy Schumer stars as Beth in the new show Life and Beth. And in this clip, she explains the different evolutions throughout the show. You know, this show looks at a bunch of different evolutions and one of those is definitely in your relationship to your mom as a human and like forgiveness and uh that's that's a huge part of the, of the show for sure oh mama life and beth can be streamed <laughs> on hulu here's the next one house of the dragon is the prequel to the hit hbo series game of thrones matt smith explains the most difficult part of playing prince daemon targaryen I, I spoke to kind of Amelia about that years ago. And she's like, God, you know, I have to go through like an hour and a half every day of putting the wig on. And it's a lot, you know. So I didn't see the wig coming, but it looks really cool. So that's something. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> House of the Dragon will premiere later this year on HBO. You excited? Uh, yes, because I want to get back into that world again. I still have uh, plenty of Game of Thrones t-shirts. Not yet. And <laughs> wear them. I can't bring myself to throw them out, but they're just not worth wearing right now. Right. And so for that reason, I would like to see more. And plus, I just love it. And, and I hope they do the writing proper and it will bring me back into the world because I really miss watching that. I really loved it. I watched the whole thing three times through. When you're immersed, there, you get, like, it's separation anxiety when yeah. you end up... A show that has been woven into the fabric of your existence Dude, it was for a period of time. Seasons, I know, you know, and it pisses you off. And and, and where do you go? It's gone. It's gone. So yeah, and you can watch it again, which I did, but that only goes so far. So I want more of the story. So hopefully this will be. Hopefully this will be as great as the original was. All right, and that's it. It's our entertainment report Done. for this Monday morning. Sunshine today, beautiful day, 66 degrees. We're off to a gorgeous sunrise as we begin. Uh, we got some guests on the program. Michael Yo will be joining us. we got a concert announcement. We'll take a break and come back in just a moment. So hang close, please. MMR rocks Women's History Month. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Dorothy. This is Amy Lee. It's Joan Jett. It's Lizzie Hale from the band Hailstorm. Hi, I'm Mia Strauss. This is Jen and Corey. We're from Skillet. Hey, it's Taylor Momsen from The Pretty Reckless. This is Lola Starr. Hey, y'all, it's Rebecca and Megan. Together, we're Lark and Poe. Rock and roll is visceral. Rock and roll is powerful. And so are the voices behind it. Women have always been and will always be a driving force in rock history. And our voices and our instruments are just getting louder every day getting louder every day every single day so from me everyone in hailstorm from evanescence from the pretty reckless from the black hearts and wmmr 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 wmmr, WMMR.
WMMR. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for writing the next chapter with us. WMMR, saluting all the women who've rocked our world. Go kill it, ladies. Over the weekend, you know what I did? I walked these streets and I found stories to share with you. Oh, my God. It's time for the city. Where's my music? I hit the button. There it is. My city beat. Wow, wow. He walks the street even if he doesn't have the music. (laughs) (laughs) It's much harder if you don't have the theme music, but... You stay in time more. You can sashay more efficiently, but without the music, you still do well. Yeah, Yeah, when you walk with a beat, you know, uh, and there's no music playing, you just look like a weirdo. (laughs) It's true. It's true. You gotta have the music on. Uh, By the way, I don't know if we'll get further than this first story or not, but I do have other things in case we do. It's an amazing story. This is wild. So nearly 20 years after his disappearance, James, uh, and I'm I'm not sure how to pronounce the last name, uh, Amabel's uh, family, A-M-A-B-I-L-E is how you say it, Amabel, uh, Amabel, Amabel, I'm not sure. Uh, But they had given up hope that they would um, ever know what happened to him until they turned to a YouTube search and rescue team. Divers had barely conducted a 10-hour investigation into a missing persons case that had stymied Ridley Township investigators for nearly 20 years. And most of their interviews were conducted in the back of an RV parked outside of a local restaurant. And by Saturday afternoon, Doug Bishop and his crew of skilled divers and amateur detectives from Adventurers with with Purpose... Uh, which is a search and rescue recovery team that travels the country helping families find missing loved ones free of charge and then films their investigations for YouTube. They were confident that their sonar had found the Ford Explorer uh, that James Amabel had driven uh, and when he was a father, when the father of two had uh, vanished. And I saw the truck and trailer yeah. parked. At that restaurant. We were driving by there on Saturday, Kathy, and Rochelle had pointed out, she's like, oh, that's a cute little marina. I don't know why I've never noticed before. I'm like, yeah, well, it's been there forever, you know. And you didn't see the activity? No, I didn't see the activity going on. Maybe maybe that was, and we just didn't pay attention, but maybe that's what drew her eyes to it. You saw it, Kathy? I I didn't see the activity. I saw the aftermath. Um, I saw the the truck and their trailer, like where they conducted their interviews, and it it sort of just marked up and was parked in the parking lot of, uh, I think it's called Stingers, right, Casey? Yeah, on, on Saturday? Kath, or... Uh, no, yesterday. Yesterday? Oh, you were in Delco yesterday? <laughs> I'm 95. Okay. Uh, I actually drove past it, too. I uh, wasn't paying attention to it at all. I mean, so, this, this is wild. Bishop and diver Anthony Giampetro uh, donned their dry suits behind Stinger's waterfront inside the Ridley Township Municipal Marina, and they plunged into the water, and by following a long cable that they had affixed to the dock, they descended nearly 25 feet below the surface of a swift-moving Darby Creek, uh, felt for the wreck in debris-filled water so dark and murky that Bishop said it was like swimming through chocolate milk. Could you imagine that? And in moments, Bishop had traced his hands over the algae-covered license plate, and soon they discovered human remains still seat-belted into the di- driver's seat. And it's the guy's vehicle. They they brought the uh, they yeah. brought the license plate up. It was the proper license plate. They just need to full-on verify 100% with... Um, you know, dental records and things like that. But, yeah, it, it's this guy that had been missing for 18 years. It's it's astonishing how they, they came in, how efficient they were. I mean, and, and the, the, the poor family's been, you know, how do you deal with that? What happened? Where, you know, now they, they finally have an answer. Obviously, it's, it's a sad answer, but they have closure. Listen to this. The marina had been de- redeveloped a few years after um, uh, Amabile had disappeared, <clears throat> And the builders had unknowingly drilled a pylon directly through the Ford's engine bay. 
crazy. So they it had, was stuck there. And they had, they had touched it. They had gone down. The work right. had done to, gone through the vehicle. Oh, my crazy. God. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Well, I, I think one of the people in the story, one of the, 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 the uh, television reports on it, somebody said... You you didn't check the, the the bottom. You didn't check before yeah. you were drilling down. Well, that's what was so weird about like, it. Was like basically how, a sight exam, right? Yeah. Like something that they they didn't see anything when they built right. this. Yeah, apparently that's the but, case. And to go right through the engine compartment. Yeah. Now, number it it is uh, you know completely like zero visibility. Right. Almost they're saying so. At, at any, how deep was it? They said twenty five feet. 25 yeah, feet. that's really deep. That's that's pretty damn yeah. deep for a creek. Yeah, you know I would think, but um, yeah, down when when they do this diving stuff, like uh, uh, our buddy um, uh, a- uh, Andrew. Andrew from yeah. the ballpark uh, was a uh, would was a welder underwater yeah. and would right. work in the in the Delaware River, and he's like, dude, you can't see anything. I mean, yeah. you just can't. So. If you want to talk about a level of you know freaking out, uh, and the, the guys who who do rig work in the uh, the Gulf. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the with the shark population in those waters, uh, you've got to have balls of steel to do that. Yeah. So <clears throat> when this all went down, because I, you know, I read that there was an extensive. I don't know if you got the, this from uh, the Enquirer. It was you know extensive article written in the Enquirer about it, and so I was reading it last night. Um, when this happened, Stingers wasn't there. It was a different restaurant. Uh, it also happened in the middle of the afternoon. By the way, what they think happened? It, it was in December. Uh, it was in uh, yeah, it was in an afternoon in December. He had. Uh, the man had called the babysitter to say he was running late. Uh, his phone was last pinged off of the local police tower, but he was never seen again. He had been, um, apparently, he, he wore an insulin pump yeah. for diabetes, and he could become confused and lose sense of where he was due to low blood sugar. And his brother said he thinks that that's what happened, that he had a medical emergency while he was driving, and it went right into the water. And it sounds Nobody like was that. around. Nobody saw it. Oh, my God. It must have sank fast, and, and more than likely, that's what they think happened. Yeah, I just, because uh, I don't know what the makeup of the uh, of the marina was at that point. Right. Because, uh, you know, just looking at a picture right now, uh, where they are collecting um, the remains and everything from is, you know, Gosh, what thirty yards offshore? Think about that um, case for all, for all these years. Uh-huh. People have been walking right around, yeah, above it, right? You know, all over for it. years, unaware. Yeah. So I guess Casey, there's current in there, and, yeah. it, and it must have dragged it to, to some point, or or who knows how fast he was going when he, you know, you, you can you can pass out and hit the accelerator, yeah. and and things yeah. like that can happen, but. I don't know this family. I, you know, I don't. I'm sure there's. I'm, you know, at some sort of point. As far as my Delco news is concerned, I'm probably like, you know, two uh, two steps two, removed. Two steps yeah. removed from him. But you know, as I'm reading about the brother, you know, who was standing there yesterday or the day before, and I'm just so relieved for him and his family that they have some sort of closure. I mean, this is this is absolutely tragic. But for 19 years, they have no idea. Yeah, he described it as as being uh, purgatory, like you yeah. know, just uh, in between, not ever knowing, having zero idea of what exactly happened. Somebody's gone out of your yeah. life, and they said that they they didn't think that. Uh, you know, there there was never any thought that he had run off or anything like that. Right. He had two daughters who were like five and eight years old, and Aww. they loved him yeah. more than anything. And and so they just weren't one hundred percent sure what it, happened. This YouTube group is 
They're amazing. I mean, they came down. They, they do were, it gratis, yeah, too. Yeah, they, right they were working on something else, and they were like, okay, we're, we're kind of in the area. We'll, we'll come down to check it out. But I think they also had their sights set on this couple that went missing off of South Street. Yeah, so they, they don't need to charge. They Their YouTube shows get about 20 million views a month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, you, you go and you do this for free. You get this great footage. You can put your product right, out there right. and get paid, and then they can use that cost. They can offset it, no problem, and still make a, a great uh, profit, I would imagine. So, yeah, but it's cool work that they, they are able to go and do, I guess, if you're, if you're concentrated on one thing as opposed to uh, a police department, which has several cases that might be going on, they can do a little more detailed work. Remember when we were working at uh, One River, um, you know, yeah. Y100, and apparently there was, there was a, a patch of, of uh, forest there along one of the many rural roads, yep. the main road to get down to the station, where a body would occasionally yeah. be dumped. And I think there was one of, like, a, a woman who was working in porn or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, and we had driven by that. By they the, found by her that, on the side of that hill. She was right the on the side. Yeah. yeah, we drove to work several times, and she was there. And yeah. obviously we never noticed it. And, Steve, that brings to mind, like, how many... How many vehicles do you think are in the Schuylkill right now? You oh. know, or in, the, or in the Delaware River right now? I mean, it, like, it's just got to be uh, dozens? Uh, listen, we... uh, this is a case where no one knew he went in. So right. I don't, I, you know, we would talk about, Kathy, like, you know, at the beginning of, of, um, of spring, as we start to come into what is now floater season, where... Bodies, would bodies, bodies, yeah, bodies would start to surface. Well, remember there was, um, it was he was a police officer, but <clears throat> he told us where they like one of the spots where cars are dumped, like right. whether it yep. be for criminal activity or not, or mm-hmm. like just to get rid of a car. And it's it's right here, it's right off the Gladwin exit. Yeah, <gasps> yep, I know where it is. It, it, it's easy to get right down to the bank of the river. Yeah. And apparently, they know that there's all these vehicles in there. So, so it's funny. I was wow. mentioning Joey Kohler earlier in yeah. the entertainment. His brother was one of these, um, one of these divers. Who would go down and, and literally um, hand feeling? That's all oh. you could, couldn't see a damn thing. Oh. You had to feel the contours, as he said in this report, Preston, that he felt the contour of the license plate. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then brought it back up, and that's yeah. when they verified it. So, pretty wild story. But uh, I'm glad that this family, like Casey was saying, now knows and they can put that all to rest. And so, uh, but pretty wild uh, that uh, that that surfaced and, and popped up right in yeah. the area. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. What else do I have here? I have more city speed. Wow. Wow. Stories. All right. It moves much better with music. Thank you. Much better. Uh, I love this. For the third straight year, the Philadelphia suburb of Chesterbrook has been ranked as the top place to live in the entire oh. United States. Wow. Yeah. By data company Niche. What makes it so damn wonderful, Preston? Uh, well, you got everything you need right yeah, there yeah. in Chesterbrook. I actually, not that long, just a few weeks ago, I had a, I was over at Trinity Rehab, which is right by there. And you know what? I was like, when I first moved to the area, I took a look at Chesterbrook as a, as a possible place to uh, to set up and have residence. And so I, I haven't driven around there in a long, long time. I'm going to go drive around Chesterbrook and take a look. And it's just a delightful little community. Yeah, I mean, like half of my uh, middle school friends and high school friends grew up there. I spent a lot of time there growing up. I've mentioned this on the air before, but it's a great place to go trick-or-treating when you're a kid. There are innumerable houses and, and townhomes and whatever. That's what I That's what I see it as, though, is like a townhome community. Well, it's that, but it's also single homes. I mean, yep. it's, it really there has are, a little okay. bit of everything. And there are newer ones or older ones. Uh, there used to be, uh, and I, I think there kind of still is, but there was a shopping center sort of in the middle of it. There was a 
yes. Gennardi's, and then I think it became maybe Gennardi's. a giant at one point. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's in that shopping center anymore. I, the only thing that it's kind of missing is it's a, a three-story little... slaughterhouse. <laughs> no, <laughs> I drove by it. I drove by it. What's in there now? Uh, I, I don't remember the exact stores, but I remember being, you know, it was things like there, there was um, uh, fast casual dining. Is there a grocery store? I think there was a grocery store okay. as well. I couldn't be 100%. Maybe someone can... Enlighten yeah. us. Feel free to looking, tell us about uh, the shopping center at Chesterbrook. The Gateway Shopping Center is right around the corner, and there's some grocery stores in there. But, yeah, like it had that in the middle, but the Wilson Family Park is there now. I mean, it really does have a little bit of everything for uh, everybody. Yeah. It, 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 when I've been over that area, I've always thought how nice. I would describe it as an enchanting hamlet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think so? <laughs> so it is, but the but the best place in the entire nation in, to yeah. live, that's pretty damn wild. Montgomery County's Penn Wynn. And Ardmore ranked third and sixth, hmm. respectively. How are we knocking out of the? We knock it out of the park on all that stuff. We get all the other things that find the worst. We end up in that list. Somehow we're acing this. <laughs> Dude, Montgomery County's killing it here. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Uh, so it was on the 2022 best places to live in America list. In America, it was released last week by Pittsburgh-based Niche, which bases the rankings on data from the U.S. Census, FBI, Bureau of Labor Statistics, and the Center for Disease Control. And it took into account public schools, crime rates, job opportunities, and local amenities. In 18,515 town, cities, and neighborhoods across the country. Does it calculate proximity to Gennardi's? No, it does not. Uh, and are there any of those that remain anywhere? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think there are. <laughs> it was family run, and they became like, uh, most of them became giants. Yeah. Um, and then there were like a few other. Gerhardt's was one at one point. Uh, but yeah, and so the text came in, Preston, and said there's there's a bagel place, a pizza place, a drugstore, but the grocery store itself is now gone. Okay. Wow. Okay. So I guess I'm off on that. But, yeah, so public schools, crime rates, job opportunities, and local amenities huh. are the things that it, uh, the metrics that it looked at. Uh, Chesterbrook has a population of about 4,800 with a median home value of $323,000. It received an A-plus designation for its public schools, housing, jobs, health and fitness, and conductive, conduciveness to families. And don't the people pray to a god they believe lives in the cornrows? Uh, no. That was children of the corn, oh, but that's okay. Uh, Niche touted Chesterbrook's abundance of restaurants, coffee shops, and parks, saying the area has a dense suburban feel. Is it abutted to uh, Valley Forge? It's right next to it. It's very close, Yeah, you can walk from, uh, there are, and the the walking trails within Chesterbrook, um, you can go from those walking trails right into uh, Valley Forge National Park. Uh, Penwin and Ardmore. I'm not familiar with Penwin. It's right around the corner from here. It's next to Narberth, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And and Chesterbrook, by the way, is Chester County. I don't know if you said that, Preston. But oh, I didn't know yeah. that. No, I thought Ch- that was Montgomery yeah. County. So that's true different East Town Township. Okay. Uh, so that's uh, Chester County. All right. Uh, so the median home value in Penwin and Ardmore is, in both locales, exceeded Chesterbrook at $366,000 in Penwin and $355,400 in Ardmore. Locations in greater Philadelphia and across Pennsylvania made significant strides compared to 2021 rankings. Ardmore jumped 16 spots from number 22 last year. What's Ardmore doing? Uh, Casey Swathmore went from uh, number 51 to number 28. Swathmore is a great little town. The only problem with Swathmore, I think, is the taxes. But Swathmore is, I love you know, just going through there, riding my bike through there. You know, there's a lot of great places. I, I, what paid, about, I paid you as a Rutledge man. I am. A, well, Rutledge is Walling for Swarthmore School District. Okay. So I, you know, and I, and so I would ride my bike 
through Swarthmore, Swarthmore College campus. They have, like, really great woods back there, like uh, hiking trails and stuff. So I spend, actually, a lot of time in there. Is there, right. um, uh, how are the, like, the halfway housing community in uh, Bucks County? Is that, <laughs> is that in there at all? Uh, no, I don't think they have the okay. shelters listed. But, um... So, uh, you also have uh, Narberth was up 34 spots. That's, That's Bill seven. Weston. The number 43. It's ever since Bill Weston moved in there. How about that? My or no, he's fa- been there. Have my you own. folks considered Narberth? <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you all this town has to offer. Lots of low-hanging fruit low all hanging over the place. fruit. Yes. Uh, my outside of the home of the Homyunkles. <laughs> Great couple. <laughs> My three favorite spots in and around this area are Swarthmore Media, like downtown media, uh, and Narberth. I love those places. Okay. Media is on a big upswing, man. And I will say something nice about Bucks County. I love Doylestown. And so Doylestown... Doylestown the, is great. Yeah, the little... The, the, that main street in Doylestown has a... You know, and media in Doylestown have a very similar feel. Very photogenic. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that, Kathy? I did, yes. Okay. Just checking. No she's, comments. She's ripping her. up her, uh, her death note to you. <laughs> Uh, Berwyn shot up 110 spots to number okay. 95. Wow. And uh, they all received an overall grade of A+. Plus. Huh. Well, there's, there's a ton of, then, obviously, great places to live. Well, we knew that to begin with. The fact that in a national survey that they're ending up at the top of the list is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, by the way, let me go to Andy. Hi, Andy. You're on the air. Good morning. Yo, what's up, guys? Yo, buddy. All right, Andy, what do you want to chime Andy? in with? I I used to live over in Berwyn, and I can't believe it's on the it's number num, number ninety five. That's crazy. Wow. Um, but the the Chesterbrook properties, all that Genardi's and everything, it all got leveled, and they built more carriage home type townhomes. Okay, it's it's bonkers. It's bonkers. Uh, yeah, there's so many of them over there. Well, there was not a lot of new construction within Chesterbrook, and so one of the knocks against it over, for a stretch was that um, some of it had fallen, it had become a little bit old, right? And so, right. yeah, when they, when they leveled uh, some of that shopping center to put in new homes, that was seen as, all right, we're actually going to invest in this in the property and, and make it newer, make it nicer, and so I'm glad that they did that. They're building. Kind of, Go ahead. Sorry, it was kind of funny that Steve said something about a three-story butcher shop. <laughs> My uncle... Oh, used to own a butcher, uh, a slaughterhouse uh, over on Halville Road. <laughs> I must I must have known that somehow. But no, they're just what they are doing though. In a lot of these places, that they're jamming in so many apartment complexes, so many condo complexes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like in King of Prussia, near um, oh near man, where that, uh, REI right. is. Oh, yeah. it's, it's yeah, it's insane. Have you been over to that, that the collection of houses? It's just crazy. I was just over there. We yeah. were having brunch over there the uh, last weekend. And they keep it, adding more, and yeah. I, I don't know where all the cars go. I don't know how people drive in and out of there without going insane. Nick, they're actually putting apartments inside condominiums. <laughs> well, that doesn't seem efficient. <laughs> right along the water in Conshohocken, it's the same thing. It's apartment complex yeah. after apartment complex, and they're all. You know, very similar, just updated as they build a new one. It's the new luxury apartment complex to stay and, in. And I asked, oh, you know, what what is the occupancy level like at these places? You got to figure that they're half empty. No, they're 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 they're, they're full. They're full. They're completely. Yeah. Full. I have a friend who lives actually in like an older one. She doesn't live in in the newest one. And um, they you know, like they came to her about renewing her lease, and she had to make a decision because they could easily rent it out if she you know she was like, can I go month to month? And they're like, no, either you sign or you get out. Wow. So they're very good with people. <laughs> well, no, they can rent it out. Yeah. They're not going to have to go, yeah. you know. Get away from me. <laughs> I'll take you outside and evict you. All right. Well, uh, Chester Book, number one place wow. in the country to live. That's pretty wild. Crazy. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about someone in particular on the city beat. On the city beat? A young man by the name of Donovan Lewis Bazemore, who is 10 years old. He is from Upper Chai. Upper Chai Chester, my old home. Yeah. Lived there for a few years. Delco. He has made his Broadway debut as young Simba in The Lion King. Whoa. He is 10 years old. Isn't that cool? Old. It's awesome. It's great. In fact, I'm going to give five points to Delaware County. Oh, oh my God. Hang on. Wait, a we actually have. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Thank you. We have cool. We have an official awarding of points. You right. know what? And for I the forgot to do the cup. Yeah, I forgot what? to do this last week for Bucks Co. So. Okay. <laughs> Bucks Co. Right. So Bucks Co. picked up how much last week? Five. Uh, what was last week? I don't remember. Uh, so Murr got uh, married in Bucks County oh, in right. 2020. Even though, <laughs> even though it was old news, Casey yeah. said, but it was the first I had heard of it, so I awarded them points. You're the ultimate arbiter of who, of which uh, area gets what. By the way, Delco is winning 80 to 50. Uh-huh. Still, still a match. So, there you go. Delco. All right, so Donovan Luis Baysmore. So, yeah, he when he was uh, seven or eight years old, his parents took him to see his first Broadway show, which was The Lion King. And he had been to a few musicals in Philly and thought that uh, this one was very, very cool. He said, I just saw a bunch of grown-ups in the show at first. And then I saw a kid run out on stage, and my eyes lit up, and I was like, that's a child on stage on Broadway. And he said, after that, he couldn't wait to be king. So, <laughs> the great. first musical he falls in love with, he's now starring. Yeah. yeah. So, he has arts in his blood. His mother, Dawn Marie, was a dancer in the Philodanco, uh, or Philodanco, or Danso, I'm not sure. Dan- how it's... Dan- yeah, Philodanco, yeah. Danco, okay, uh-huh. for many years, performed on uh, a tour in The Color Purple, and now is a choreographer and dance professor at Rowan University. Uh, she met her husband, Dwight, when they were in a play together at the Ritz Theater Company in Haddon Township. His grandmother, Don Marie's mother, uh, Helen Sugland, is an executive producer on the TV show Blackish and business partners with Lawrence Fishburne. And she met Don Marie's father when they were performing Summer Stock together. So they've got theater in their blood. Yeah, he was destined for this. Uh, since Donovan That's got, how I ended up in the ballet. Got in the got his uh, role in January. He and Don Marie have been staying in an apartment in Weehawken, New Jersey, convenient to New York's theater district. Uh, Dwight and the other children, uh, Donato and Danny, are still in Pennsylvania, but they visit. While Donovan is performing, Dawn Marie is working towards her doctorate for from uh, Columbia University. Could That's you imagine all. being that age and being on a in a Broadway oh. show? What are the rules as far as that age as well? How, how many performances can you do? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah, because school obviously has right. to take priority, and then well, you can't child labor and all that stuff. I mean, at so. that point, <clears throat> they're not even rehearsing anymore, so they're only doing shows, really. Right. Uh, so what do they do, like eight shows a week? And they have understudies and stuff, so. That, too. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, and I remember seeing Annie a couple of times when I was a kid. Not n- Never on Broadway, but. In the street. The, yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, saw him once at, uh, I guess it maybe it was the Merriam Theater uh, when I was really little. And then we saw him at the Riverfront Dinner Theater. That was a pretty cool spot. But those were all kids, you know? I love the, I love going to the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was, the, my one issue with going to, like, Broadway is uh, the seat. The seat size is, was made for uh, Lilliputians. Yeah, I'm 5'7", so it doesn't really bug yeah. me as much as <laughs> it bugs you. Yep. Uh, so, anyhow, they had uh, uh, apparently Donovan shares the young Simba role with another boy, and there are also two young Nalas. 
Uh, all are new to the cast, as the children only get contracts for six months. So that's six part months. of the team. All right. If they succeed and they don't grow too much, they may be offered another six months. So, that's, so what do they do? They bind them, you think? That's what they do. Like they, they used <laughs> like to a bonsai do tree? kids, and they, they bind their, their feet and bodies so they don't grow at all. No. Uh, Donovan's schedule includes Saturday and Sunday matinees and Tuesday and Wednesday evenings. Uh, but he has to be in the theater for all the performances in case the other young Simba gets sick. So that's, you know, yeah, you, know true. you have to yeah. be able to fill in at, uh, at any given notice. All right, so, like, obviously Broadway is no joke. But when they, you know, this this show didn't shut down so that they could bring him in and, and have him rehearse with everybody. So, like, I don't know what they do for children, but for other people, like, let's say, like, Dear Evan Hansen, for instance. Right. right? So when they, and they've had uh, a lot of different Evan Hansons. They basically like do one run through, so that Evan Hansen will will learn all his lines and all his music and all his songs, and then he'll come in and they'll do it like one time, and then boom. Well, you know that there was a, the video that was floating around. It was of Hugh Jackman. They he done a performance. I guess it was uh, the Music, music Man. Man. Yeah, we're going right. to see him next month. Actually, right. so he's doing that, and then the the lead uh, female part she gets sick, so they have these people who know. Four or five different roles completely. Yep. Yeah. And then they do kind of a a, a quasi run through, mm-hmm. and then they're off and running. It, so they're like the uh, amazing utility players. Yeah. So my daughter's been doing theater for a little while now. As as a matter of fact, she so she goes Mary Mercy and their play Anastasia is opening this weekend at Rosemont College. And a little plug for them. But uh, she was in a play a few months ago where the girl. Like hit her head, um, uh, like during set break or whatever, Ooh. and uh, and it <laughs> ended up she wasn't there for the second uh, half of the play. I didn't mm. even notice. <clears throat> I didn't even really? notice that she wow. wasn't even there because somebody, it, like all these other people, had stepped in and took her lines for her. Right. Yeah. So when you're That's doing, how seamless they are. Yeah. Yep. They want you to get your money's worth, man. They can't cancel the show. <laughs> Uh, uh, you guys have to go home now. Right, right. right. Uh, we got By the way, injury, so yeah. have a good one. The kid dies at the end. You know, they like they give away the main plot <laughs> yeah. point yeah. or something so, like that. So uh, she, uh, <laughs> Helen Keller, learns how to read and write, and, and uh, <laughs> she gets really smart. She writes her books and stuff. Thanks for coming. Uh, free raisinets on us. Ooh. All right. <laughs> you had Nick. Well, they're free. Normally, <laughs> wouldn't go for that. Nick is like, Nick, they don't even like raising that. Yeah, but they're, they're, they are free. <laughs> Nick turns to Andrew yeah. and goes, well, it, that's a win. Apparently, <laughs> they got free raisinets at this performance, so are you ready? Uh, besides his theater work. Can we get a hot dog? <laughs> yeah, I mean, raisinets are dessert. Guys. I'm not a raisin guy. Thank you. Uh, by the by, besides his theater work, Donovan uh, attends his regular school virtually. He is a fifth grader at the Christian Academy of Brookhaven. By the way, so these talented kids—that's amazing. Yeah. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's all we're going to have time for for the city beat today, gang. Uh, we've got some business to take care of. Michael Yo is going to be joining us, and uh, we have the bizarre file coming up. But forget not as well. Yes. That today. Kicks off MM March Madness at we, noon. We need to break that down. Yeah, you know what? And maybe we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. because uh, we've got a really solid lineup, and you are integral in finding out who advances. It's all sponsored by Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram City. So maybe we'll break down some of those in a little bit. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant... 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. For the Czar File, a couple things. I uh, would like to wish a very happy birthday to our buddy Chuck D'Amico's wife, Leanne. She she is 49 years old. A little get-together over the weekend, a little brunch thing uh, that we had uh, a great time at. So it was uh, wonderful to see her. So, Leanne, we love you. Happy birthday. been a while since I've seen her. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm I'm happy and, and grateful that I get to see her more often these days. But, yeah, and she's just such a sweet person. She also shares the sa- same exact birthday as my sister-in-law, Jen. Okay. So uh, my, my wife's sister, Jen, happy birthday. Nice. All right, listen, uh, an email I got. This is a follow-up from uh, being in the Flyers game, which turned out to be Clausure's final game as yeah. a Flyer. Uh, but I got this from uh, Bridget with uh, the Royal Glenside. She was in the suite next to the suite that we had gotten for our winners that night. And she uh, emailed in and said, Hey, Preston, Nick, it was great meeting you guys at the Flyers game. Thanks for taking a minute to chat with me. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for about 15 years. My son was freaking out when I showed him a picture of us. Thanks for doing that. And I attached some pictures of my music venue. Uh, She was telling me about it. I'm like, well, send me an email about it because she said that uh, they had included us in this. So... She said, we opened in September 2021. We're right outside of Philly in Glenside, Montco. And I had to share our mural with you since we have your logo in there. And she said, let Casey know we placed it next to the fish logo for him. Uh, Kevin Fox is my mural artist. And I believe he interned with you guys at some point. Really tall dude with super long dreads. Yeah. And the artwork is gorgeous. It's really cool. And they included the President Steve logo in there. And it's uh, through their hallways. She said, my business partner, Jerry Clark, and I put the list together of some of our musical influences. Joni is number one for me. Bob Dylan is number one for him. And the fa- this is phase one of the mural. And the plan is to take it out into the main room. This is the back hallway. Uh, we are huge Beatles fans and are in cover band, a cover band called The Stinks because we love the kinks. Ah. Uh, and we are 100-cap venue. Our goal is to be home for local musicians who are trying to get their music out there, original, cover, or otherwise, and a place where people can actually listen rather than a bar where people are talking over you and watching sports. Uh, the Royal is meant to be an oxymoron. Feel like royalty, but without the pressure of the title. We accept you as is, regardless of race, gender, your past, etc. We accept the F-ups, LOL. And we have a killer open mic happening every Wednesday. So much talent coming through that I didn't know existed around here. So I thought that was really Where cool. is that again? Uh, it's in Glenside, she said, right? And that would, yes, or, yeah, Glenside yep. in Montgomery County. Hmm. Um, so that was really cool of her to uh, reach out. And the fact that they added us into their uh, their mural it's very is nice. really awesome. So it's a cute little spot. So. You need places like that. So thank you, Bridget. We appreciate that. And then, Kathy, this is for you. Okay. It says, Kathy... You need to open your soda stream. We are just over the bridge. We were talking about carbonated drinks, and Kathy has a soda stream. She's never even opened it. Uh, is this yeah, from Soda Stream? This is from Soda Stream. <laughs> ah, that's great. This is from Greg Riley, uh, forecasting and sales analysis for Soda Stream USA, and they're located in Pensacola, New Jersey. Okay. 
And uh, Greg says, definitely not just for soda. We have the bubbly branded flavors for it now, as well as you can just use fruit instead of carbonate, uh, fruit infused carbonated water. But they said we're right here, Kathy. Uh, open so it already. Open it. Okay, all right. Done. It, it is actually a good uh, device. Okay, yeah. Yeah. All right. agreed, agreed. And just when you do it, Kathy, just make sure you flavor the water after you carbonate it. Don't think, oh, well, why don't I just put the flavor oh, okay. in now? Uh, because that'll make it. Explode and make it fizz oh. up. Yeah, it'll make okay. it fizz up. Yeah, yep. not like explode. So in a you bad flavor way. it after you. <laughs> yeah, it'll just make a mess. It won't. It won't destroy half your kitchen. Uh, so uh, here's another email. It says, uh, "Hey, Preston, on March 18th, my son will have his first birthday, and my wife will have her 34th. That's right. He stole her birthday one year ago. Can I please have a?" Double birthday shout out for my amazing wife and awesome baby boy. So I meant to do this last week. I didn't get to it. So that's from Philip Habrick. Uh, so happy birthday to both. And then one last one, then we'll get to the B file. Uh, this says, hey, guys, I wanted to request a shout out for my son, Jake. Turns 22 on the 20th, and his 21st last year really sucked. He had COVID, and he couldn't go out to celebrate. He and I love the show. We listen every day. Uh, he'd be really excited if he got a juicy shout out from the show. Thanks so much. And that is from uh, Becky Chabin, uh, and she says, be the change you want to see in the world. Exactly. There's a shout out for you. Happy birthday. All right. Now we're ready for the Bizarre Bizarre. Five. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Five. (laughs) Brought to you by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. You can schedule their full-service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds. Guaranteed. Well, a case report published in the journal Urology Case Reports described how doctors found a glass tumbler that a 45-year-old woman had misplaced about four years earlier. The woman had been suffering uh, urgenturia for about a year before eventually going to the emergency. Urgenturia is a feeling of urinary urgency, a Ugh. continuing sensation hate that. of need to empty your bladder. And urinary urgency is a common symptom of a urinary tract infection because when your bladder walls get irritated, they often begin to contract or spasm. Well, (laughs) the woman had received treatment for bladder infections several times previously. However, each time, no one had taken a closer look at her bladder. An x-ray of her pelvic area revealed something even more unusual, an object that was shaped like a glass. The woman then underwent surgery to remove this object from her bladder. It was a glass tumbler had apparently been sitting in her bladder for a while because it was encased in calcified material. It had been absorbed by calcium. How did it get in there? All told, the combination... Oh, I'll explain in a second. The combination glass tumbler and bladder stone measured 8 centimeters by 7 centimeters by 8 centimeters. With this glass tumbler successfully removed from her bladder, the woman was able to leave the hospital after two days and apparently had no problems afterwards. Upon questioning from doctors... The patient mentioned that she had used the glass tumbler as a sex toy for oh, years. Oh, come on. And she did it four years prior. It had been in there that For four years. 
I d- listen, I, I don't know how this ends up being a, a sex toy, but uh, we're looking at the aftermath. It's pretty disgusting. Uh, apparently, she hadn't removed the glass tumbler over time. This object... And the prob- jigger's right next to it. ...probably caused inflammation and the breakdown of the tissue between her uh, vagina and bladder. The tissue breakdown then may have allowed the glass tumbler to slowly migrate into her bladder. Jeez. When a tunnel forms between your bladder and your vagina, it's called a uh, vesico uh, vaginal fistula. Oh, my and officially is any abnormal connection between two body parts. And so oh. that ended up happening. They had to remove it. And, uh, yeah, it's messed up. I'm just thinking maybe the last time she used it, she was drunk. And after she finished, she was so wiped out, she just fell asleep forgot. and then forgot about that it. It happens to me I, I occasionally. Know. Yeah, you yeah. know. With you my know. garden shears. God all know, <laughs> yeah. only knows what all you got up in there, Steve. Absolutely. A Manhattan Spanish teacher yanked from the classroom after investigators found that she sucked on a man's nipple during a Zoom class, (laughs) returned to the same school this month, stunning students who had witnessed the lewd display. The City Department of Education's handling of the incident, one of the most bizarre during the pandemic, showed insensitivity and failure to communicate with students and parents. She's a Spanish teacher? The Yes. The DOE removed teacher Amanda K. Fletcher from Columbia Secondary School for Math, Science, and Engineering amid COVID-19 shutdown in October 2020 after investigators found she engaged in inappropriate sex act while remotely instructing her class. During the lesson, Professora Fletcher, as students called her, Sat at a kitchen table eating spaghetti with a shirtless man standing behind her. She appeared to suckle on the man's nipple while rocking back and forth, then turned to the camera, smiled, and wiggled her shoulders. After taking her mouth off the man's chest, Fletcher did a little shimmy, a student recalled, saying she wasn't hiding it. It was a look-at-me kind of thing. Well, looking at a picture of her, she looks... A little bit like a party girl. One student recorded the scene and shared the video with other kids. Fletcher caused another buzz when she unexpectedly showed up at the school 17 months later on March 7th. On Wednesday, a day after the Post asked about Fletcher's return, the Department of Education sent Fletcher to a district office. Uh, Before returning to the school, Fletcher settled misconduct charges by agreeing to... Um, resign effective July 1st, officials Think of all the teachers that you've had, and how many of them would you like to see do that on a a Zoom? Not many. Not many. Not many. Mm -mm. Video captured a man's run-in with a family of bears Thursday in Sierra Madre. The man was sitting in his car with his St. Patrick's Day corned beef meal in his lap near near Mountain Trail when he saw the bears approach. Uh, the video shows one of the hungry bears come up to the car and open the door twice. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> the man had quick reflexes, promptly closing his car door both times and keeping himself and his dog safe. That's adorable. Another video shows the three bears climbing a tree outside the house and hanging around near a deer lawn ornament. And apparently it's not unheard of for bears to be able to open doors. The California Department of Parks and Recreation warns that bears can open vehicle doors and may cause damage trying to gain entry if they sniff something inside. We can even hotwire this. Uh, bears can also pry open home doors, windows, and dumpsters as Just well. Just give me the code. So they told them to, uh, you got to be careful while you're doing it. All right, and then we'll do one more story and end with this one. A 39-year-old man Reportedly attacked another man in a shopping center restroom because the man was taking too long using the stall. So this is in England. It was he in attacks Kent. him? Kent, yeah. 
So a 26-year-old man was using a downtown bathroom when the suspect, who was angered because he was taking too long, attacked him with a machete. The I man, never bring a machete to the men's room. The man sustained severe injuries but has been released from the hospital. Three officers arrived at the scene within minutes and treated the man. They placed three tourniquets on the victim to stop his heavy bleeding. Uh, medical aid arrived a few minutes later to take over, and paramedics transported the man to the hospital. Meanwhile, the man with the machete fled the scene before police arrived. A witness came forward to say that he watched the suspect flee, gave a description of the event. A canine unit located items that appeared to be belong to the suspect, including a weapon that had been tossed on the ground. Think of how vulnerable you are when you're sitting on the toilet. Oh, yeah. A detective located video footage from the shopping center and sent out a photo of the suspect to other officers. Another officer recognized the suspect in the photo from previous arrests and notified detectives of his identify uh, identity. And they eventually found him, a 39-year-old man, hiding. Uh, even though the suspect was armed when they approached and other occupants were also armed, the suspect was taken into custody without incident. But I really had to go. And they are continuing to collect evidence. That is messed mm. up, dude. Take up a machete against someone because they're yep. taking too much time in a stall. That is the bizarre file. And I have even more twisted stories to get to later on. You won't want to miss them. The weekend was good as far yes. as that stuff goes. So Clearly. I'll share them a little bit later on. All right, we're going to take a break. Our buddy Michael Yo has a new comedy special out on his YouTube channel, so we will check in with him in the 9 o'clock hour. And more coming up, so stay put. We'll be back in just a moment. Young Steve Morrison took a trip to the zoo. The events that transpired changed him forever. No, Mother! Are you frozen, Mother? Watch this tragedy unfold on the latest Daily Rush. By the way, yesterday was first day of spring, so we're officially in spring, and today, I did not know this until I saw this this morning, Dairy Queen has free cone day today. Oh, wow. What? Well, the first time in two years, yes. Uh, today, only non-mall Dairy Queen restaurants across the country are handing out one small vanilla soft-serve cone while supplies last. It's limited to one person, uh, one per person. No chocolate? No, there's a vanilla cone. What about chocolate? They don't. They're not, they're not doing chocolate, dude. Man, yeah. Sure? I wonder what the lines are going to be like, though. Uh, I don't know, but that's usually what I get when I go to uh, when small I go to vanilla cones. Small vanilla cones, mm. simple, classic. So it's the greatest day for you. Yummy! It's fantastic. I, I had one last night because right, I didn't know about I'm today. De- I'm devastated. <laughs> I love that. I love, I love soft ice cream. Wait, did uh, you see Rita's changed up? What they did their free day of uh, what? How did what did they change? Ice? I Thing. You have to give water ice to them. No, <laughs> and you know what? I'll see if I can pull it up, but I'm pretty sure instead of it just being that one day, you got like a coupon or you got a credit and oh. you can go any day. Oh, okay. Is it, do they include the custard? Uh, I, Steve, I don't know. I'm just dying. <laughs> and was that yesterday, I guess? Because they usually do that on yeah. the first day of spring, don't they? Okay, because they normally, they come by here and drop stuff off. Ah, what, the, the information that you speak of, Kathy, for uh, Rita's is in the uh, studio here. What does it say? Uh, happy first day of spring. Our free ice giveaway starts today. So that was yesterday. Make sure you have our app uh, downloaded by today. So you needed to download that. Uh, and you can see a reward for free ice redeemable any day between the 20th and the 27th. Oh, oh that's actually pretty cool. Week. All right. Nice. Excellent. So just thought I would mention that. I don't want you to miss your free ice cream opportunity no. today. Um, yesterday was uh, kind of an interesting day. Around the household, um, there was uh, one of our rooms 
It's where my kids like to uh, to game and stuff like that. We just call it the lounge. It's just yeah. a little extra room. And uh, it had gotten a little cluttery and so forth. So I'm like, I'm going to just straighten it up. And then uh, my son Parker was like, why don't we move the furniture around? I was like, okay, well, that's not a bad idea. So we started, long story short, what started off as cleaning a room ended up with rearranging and painting the room. (laughs) Painting? As well, yes. How do you you just willy-nilly paint a room? It just came together. So so, did you paint it the same color? Did you change the color? No, we changed the color. Did you, like, go out and get paint? Or did you have some? Oh, my God. That's a big big audible. Yeah. Because usually there's a fair amount of planning and paint. We just went to Lowe's, got some paint, and did it. Yeah. Yeah. So it went from... <laughs> and you put in a bidet. A light straightening up to paint the room. That's a full project. We, we didn't have anything on tap for the whole right. day. Still. And it was kind of a, yeah, it was kind of a blah day. Yeah. So we're like, okay, yeah, this is this is a good day to do right. it. So we went ahead and do it. But the, and, and the furniture removing is big furniture. So it wasn't just, you know, uh, um, you know, little things here, an end table and stuff like so that. So the second floor? Yes. Okay. Yeah, next to Parker's room. Yep. Okay. Uh, so... So we painted it, and uh, it's funny how just one little thing like that can lead to an all-day project. And in true Preston form, I messed it up. Oh, man. Oh, no. All right, so you, you moved the furniture. Did you move Then when you decided to paint, you just moved it into the center of the room? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, But here's here's how I messed it up. So we, Rochelle and I paint the walls, and, of course, while we're painting the walls, a little bit of the wall paint gets onto the ceiling, so... We need to paint the ceiling, too. We're like, yeah, what the hell? We'll go ahead and do it. So we went and got some ceiling paint. And uh, and also there's uh, some trim that needed to be painted. Right. Too. It was like, you know, uh, windowsills and things like that. So you got the tape and everything. So we didn't do tape. We oh. did, we went freehand. Okay. And, oh, and we did pretty guys. solid. We did right. pretty solid. A few little touch-ups that needed to be done. So Rochelle, at one point, while I was doing some of the touch-up work, Rochelle was doing uh, the, the trim. Right. Okay. So she's doing the trim, which is white. And so... Anyhow, she had to go run some errands, and I said, okay, I'll do the ceiling while you're gone. And so I, I get the ceiling paint, I open it up, I, I go, you know, and I only got like a half gallon because I didn't need a whole lot. And so I got two uh, uh, quart um, containers of ceiling paint. So anyhow, use up the one uh, can of paint, get done. And I look down. And I'm like, "Oh, the other the other can's open. The other oh, no. white, the other oh, white's open. Great." And so I pour it out and then start. And I'm, Different I'm like, white. And here's the deal: it was a high when, gloss. You're, when you're when you're putting <laughs> when you're painting, it doesn't look good until it dries. Right. Yes. I know. So yeah. you're like, I think I got everything. You just got to kind of wait, and then it all it, it all blends together right. at the end. And so oh, no. I get done. I finish the whole thing. And then oh, my God. <laughs> go downstairs watching a movie. Rochelle come, comes back. Oh God. And I hear her huffing and puffing, and I'm like, what? She's like, it looks terrible. I'm like, what? I went up there, I'm like, damn it. I'm like, that ceiling paint sucks, man. This is just low-quality ceiling paint. And we got to redo this whole thing. And she goes, where's the other can of ceiling paint? I go, they're both right there. She's like... This is the trim paint. I got high gloss trim paint. High gloss trim paint Uh instead of the flat ceiling paint, which I had used. And, of course, it happens while she's not there Uh to supervise the little boy here. God, did she want to kill you? He wanted to kill himself. She was very good about it. 
She was very good about Did it, she but chuckle? I know she wanted to kill me. No, she didn't chuckle at all. So yeah, there she... was no chuckling well, in that situation. Is so she, she going to paint it? Or she already gonna... did. She, she took the other can. <laughs> See, this wow. is the problem. because you get You get mad at yourself because you just think, I, I gave something for him to do. <laughs> he did it wrong. I should have just done it myself from the very beginning. Yep. You know what I did? I took Caroline to Dairy Queen while she was done. Oh, there you go. Did, 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 you get her, did you get her anything? <laughs> she didn't want anything. Oh, no, I don't want anything. Yeah, I would have said that too. Uh, but yeah, leave it to me Dude, to wow. mess that up. Wow. And I'm like, I was like, oh, cool. She opened the other can of paint. She opened the other, uh, you know, <laughs> the other, it, it's white. It's, oh, it's, thanks, it was thanks, sitting thanks, right next yeah. to the other can. Same, like, uh, brand and all that. Mm. I didn't look at the can. <laughs> the label? Oh, it was God. open. They were both, oh, the tops were open. I know. And they were both white. <laughs> what more do you want? Do you have any leftover paint? No, because I'm going to need some. Okay, why is that? I uh, I went home on Friday. Are we done talking about your thing? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm that's right. the end of story. I, didn't wanna, I, uh, I need to, I need to buy some more ceiling right. paint and yeah, <laughs> or use trim paint. Yeah, I uh, took a nap on Friday afternoon, and uh, uh, my girlfriend came and tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Nick, uh, sorry to wake you up, but." Um, the dining room ceiling is dripping. And so I came upstairs and uh, looked up dripping. at the dining room. Dripping, yeah. And so, listen, uh, about three years ago, there was a pinhole leak in the um, one of the pipes underneath the shower. And uh, it, it, it sucks when that happens or whatever. Yes. Um, but uh, we noticed that, and this was in the living room about three years ago. So like, I've dealt with it, this type of problem before. Saw that. It's a huge pain in the ass. You have to clean everything out. Call and, Rochelle. <laughs> yeah, we call, call, first step, call Preston's wife. Um but when that happened, we figured out where the uh, main vein to the house is, the main water pump or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a plumber, clearly. Right. And, uh, so so this, we see the dripping on Friday, and uh, I turn the water off, and it, it kind of slows down. I'm like, all right, maybe you figured out what the problem is. Call some plumbers, and um, they come in, and they completely open up the ceiling, start oh, no. scoping around, and can't, there's, first of all, no pipes. Yeah. So they're up in, in between the uh, dining room and my son's bedroom. And there is no piping there. And I live in a house that's about 90 years old. And I think, well, you know, who knows where this water might be coming from. And um, the drip has slowly stopped. And Ben, my son, does have an aquarium. Oh, Oh, no. We had a new filter about two weeks ago. Oh, no. The filter started dripping, unbeknownst to any of us in the house, into the wall. And then into the floor of my son's bedroom, and then into the dining room. So how is the filter dripping into the wall? Well, that's a good question, Steve, and uh, I don't really know. But uh, something was faulty in the filter oh, wow. itself, and so aquariums. Uh, yeah, and so the, oh, it was just a slow drip. You and, have a picture up? Uh, he yeah, does. I'll show you the, uh, the oh, dining room. No! Steve, look at how much of that ceiling they had to rip oh, down. Yeah. Right. Wow, dude. And so it's just one of those things where like. And we've talked about water damage in the past, right? But as soon as, like, water starts getting anywhere, there's just... You, you got to move it. You, it, it, you, you, you run you the risk do. of having, uh, you know, the, the rot. Right. And you can't have the mildew. It'll, it'll, yeah, it'll, the, it can make you physically ill. So yeah. Exactly. So yeah. it went from the uh, filter to the wall, the wall to the ceiling, a uh, wall to the floor, and then floor into the ceiling. And Jeez. so, it, you know, and listen, it wasn't a busted pipe. Uh, there are many things that it could have been a million times worse. And oh, this- I hope you killed those fish. <laughs> well, yes, and uh, that was. Uh, and, and so uh, I emptied my girlfriend and I emptied the entire uh, aquarium. Uh, we put the two fish because uh, there were only two left in um, in a sort of temporary tank. Redid, cleaned everything, put the uh, got the tank reestablished, Ugh. put the fish back in the tank yesterday. 
by last night, they were both both dead. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So I was I'm just kidding. In this whole process, I thought that I was doing the right thing and saved the fish and Aww. made it to you last night, and, and then they still sadly passed away. Well, so it's just like, but but Preston, did they know it was coming? They did not. But to your point, like once we started um, oh, figuring man. out what this problem was, it led to about eight other projects mm-hmm. in the house, and so yep. we cleaned everything in the dining room, moved everything around, uh, and that led to doing stuff in the living room, which led to doing stuff in the in the kitchen, et cetera, et cetera. That's a bone job, especially well, you have anything with like wall with drywall, anything with paint, because if you you do something, so it's happened. Who hasn't done the deal where they're painting a room or painting something, and then they scuff the wall as they're moving stuff out? It's like. God damn it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all yeah. of that. It never stops. I'm going to go to uh, Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Good morning. Hey, guys. I'm uh, scared because of Dracula. Uh, <laughs> of course you are. What's up, man? Uh, so, uh, Preston, I did the exact same thing that you did, but instead of the high-gloss paint, I actually used the latex paint oh. on all four walls on my living room. It's the, I took four hours to sand everything off back down to the original and I had to go back out and I had to prime it. Is is it latex more ex- exterior is that more exterior paint or No, no, no. so that would be the that'd be the latex trim paint. So okay. it's not like it's not like you can just, you know, kind of paint over it. Uh oh. I had to sand everything back down. Oh. Uh it took me about 4 to 6 hours to just sand the walls down oh, and then geez. The very next day, I uh, I had to go back over with wow. a primer. I uh, <laughs> am I the only one who's like, hey man, I think I can live with this, you know? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I'm like, know, yeah. this is gonna be okay. I'll probably be okay with this. Yeah, but you know, being a uh, being a 30 year old man, I uh, collapsed my knees and was just completely <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, completely sad and and broken, and oh. I just wanted yeah. to that's yep. that's yep. when you go look into tapestries. <laughs> Andrew, yeah, just cover it up. Yeah, look at I have a whole bunch of Celtic tapestries in my rumpus room. Casey, you're the only one that's going to live with it. Steve and I are probably the only ones that will not even try, and we're going to hire someone to do it. Yeah. Um. So I had painters paint a, a room in my house once, and they told me afterwards, obviously not <laughs> when it happened, but they uh, tipped over the entire can of paint uh, on rug. Oh and so my. At, and like it went like flying, so it was like all over yeah. oh everything. But I mean, this is their job. And he was like, "Listen, it, it sounds like a bigger deal than it actually is." They cleaned up the whole thing. The rug was completely fine, and I no never kidding. Knew. Yeah. All right, uh, I got so, I got a little bit. Kill you. I got a little bit on the carpet yesterday, and I'm like, I'll look up a video on how to get carpet. You know, well, you probably should have done that before it dried. But. I know, but it, <laughs> I didn't. The, I didn't realize until later. By yeah, the I time you'd it. found the place you wanted to use in the yellow pages, uh, right. Rochelle had replaced <laughs> the carpet. <laughs> it's funny you're saying this because, press. I was telling you that story on Saturday about how when my parents were painting the outside of the house, oh, yeah. they ended up spilling an entire gallon of paint on my bedroom floor. <laughs> And we just stuck my bed over it. Like, <laughs> so for, for the entire, like, my entire childhood, there was a, I mean, probably at least the size of a giant trash can lid of, like, not just, like, stain. I mean, it was, like, thick paint, paint with thick paint. And it was like, well, this, this is where the bed goes. That's my, that's my contracting method. Yeah. We found our spot. What can you put on top of it? Why is there a table on the wall? Uh, I'm going to go to Kyle. Hey, Kyle, good morning. Hey, greetings from Lake Michigan. <laughs> Michigan. What's up, man? Dude, I'm painting right now. I closed on the house of my dreams on Friday. Me and my girlfriend bought this house. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. That's awesome, man. 
Okay, we waited, you know, saved money for a little while, bought a bigger house. I spent $1,000 in paint for one room what? since Friday. One room? What? Yes, because uh, it's it's like 20 by 15, the den that we have. Yeah. And I, primer is really expensive. Wow. Okay, so the last time I called in, it was when you guys were talking about advice you tell your younger self. Yes. I would I would warn any homeowner, buy a house that's already painted on the inside because this is so expensive and wow. it's disgusting mm. how much paint is all over me. I look well, like a toddler. <laughs> we, you know what, Kyle? I would say also this. I was seeing a report on how much things just in construction and paint and stuff, how much it skyrocketed. So, Well, the, the ceiling paint, just, just a half gallon, yeah. it was 50 bucks. Holy hell. Yeah. yeah. I was very surprised. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I can see you I, spending a lot, Kyle. Are watercolors out of the... Uh, <laughs> right? Can, yeah. can we just do... I mean, just water? Yeah. We bought. We didn't want to drywall the house, so we're painting over the paneling, which looks really nice. But you have to prime the hell out of it because yeah. it's, bla- it's dark brown, and the primer's $50 a gallon, and we've used like seven gallons of it already, and it still looks like a toddler sneezed on the wall. <laughs> Kyle, I had a friend who had a room, and they bought the house, so the entire room was like... Mask of the Red Death, Edgar Allan Poe, red. <laughs> yeah, and they wanted to paint it a like a lighter yellow. Yeah. It, it took forever. It's okay. almost impossible. All right. Yeah, Thanks, we had Kyle. paneling in our back room uh, when we first got married, and that was uh, we ended up just drywalling over it. We, you know, we used like a thinner drywall, but. Uh, rather than tear it down, we had no idea what was going on behind it. But then, you know, other rooms, we just painted over the paneling. Okay. My cousin uh, bought a house, and to save money, he painted the house himself, and he ended up spending so much money. I forget what it was at the time, but, like, we were like, how did you spend that much money on paint? And he was like, well, I think I, he did, like, I'm, I'm not kidding you, like, something ridiculous, like six coats. So we joked with him. We're like, you made the room smaller. Like, yeah. Yeah. So much. Uh, but that that whole issue of the amount of paint you buy and and also storing it and the, the, what you do with what's left over yeah. in the cans and get rid of oh, it. Oh yeah, we need a paint stream like a soda stream, yeah. dude. So, I still have all the co- my colors in the basement. So I, I do don't too. touch anything up, and I'm ready to get rid of them because we haven't touched squat up in all and the years. That's a whole other issue. So here's what you do. I've been told. Yeah. I found out the best way to do it, and I actually went and bought some yesterday to get ready for this. And Steve, you'll love it. You need cat litter. litter. Yeah. So mm. you take the you take the can, you open it up. If it's like half full or whatever, you pour cat litter in there. And it absorbs it. You let it sit outside for a couple days, dries, and then you just throw it away because you can't throw the liquid away. It gets the the trash trucks all you know messed up once it compresses and makes oh, a big mess. Yeah, that's yeah. why you can't. Yeah, and they don't like it. I, I've been told that that's that's what okay. you need to do. Um, so uh, we were talking earlier about how I just would look at it and go, okay, I think I can live with that. So yeah. this time last year, I was uh, putting windows in a house because you know. Why not? Yeah, why not? You well, always you know. wanted floor windows. <laughs> you know? And, you know, trust the guy who just presses buttons like this yeah. for a yeah. living right. uh, to put windows in your house. And I had, uh, you know, next time you guys are over, I'll have to show you this one window because it's in the corner of the house. You know, my neighbor comes over. He's like, you can't have it like that. I was like, yes, I can. I can totally have it like that. You can live with it. I'm just going to throw blinds over it and maybe some curtains and you'll, you'll you know, it, and that's just how it's going to be let for me, the rest of my entire duration of living in this house. Let me tell you something, and we're not kidding. And I know Preston, you'll agree with this. When the Window Nation guys came over and they brought all those windows, 
and they are like resetting the frames, and they've got. Yeah, I don't know how I'm like, to do it. I would ne- <laughs> never do this. Uh-huh. No. Uh, so painters are. That's one of the areas where I just I don't mind paying for it at all. Like I, I see the value oh. in them coming and doing oh, that's it. One and thing I, I told, I'm so, Rochelle was like, you know what? We need to get the rest of the house painted. I'm like, we are going to have someone do that right. for us, correct? Oh, and Nick, like, when oh, you yeah, yeah, when yeah. you get your vetted painter, yeah. it's like a coveted thing. Oh yeah! Can I have the name of your painter? Oh, I got a guy. Oh, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I want to. It's like, a, may I sleep with your wife? <laughs> well, so, I don't know. So my mom needed some work done in her house, and so she hired the guy that I yeah. hired. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what it is, Steve. It's, it's like a babysitter. my painter, right? But Preston, I'm surprised that you decided to take this project on yourself because, like, you know, I just figured you'd be like, you know what? Let's just hire somebody to do it. One room you can do by yourself. There you go. Yeah, that's what I figured. If it's one room, I will do it. If it's, you know, multiple rooms, that's when you you make that phone call. It's one of the smaller rooms in the house, too, so it was pretty easy. And I managed to F that up. Yeah. Did you want to relax yesterday? What a a shiny ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) When you turn on, like, a ceiling light, it would look outside. Like, outside of the Kodak Theater. It's so bright. Uh, Hang on. I'm going to go to Manny. Hey, Manny, good morning. Hi, Manny. You're on the air. Oh, I'm sorry. I was holding for Kenny Knight. (laughs) You got him, Manny. What's up? So uh, a couple weeks ago, my girlfriend asked me to borrow some of my spackle knives. And I asked her for what? And she said, I want to repaint my living room and the ceiling's got some cracks in it. So that's how she gets me to start helping her. So I, uh, I lend her the knives. I come over. I start spackling. And I start noticing that the ceiling looks like it's bowing a little bit. And I'm like, well, I got to fix this. So I cut a hole in the ceiling, and I look, and I say, the ceiling framing isn't framed right. So from going to help her paint, I tore down the entire ceiling. (laughs) I discovered her house is made from this type of framing called balloon framing, which I didn't know about. And I ended up buying 16 joists. Uh, two by eight by 14 long oh to reinforce her entire uh, second floor, which is undersized. Uh, these, these beams are undersized. $1,000 in lumber. I had to bring a friend over to help me re-level her ceiling because it's not level and it bothers me. And uh, she didn't have a light in the ceiling. She had like a half-switch receptacle to a light. So I ran a new wire from her panel, new breaker, new switch, new can light, new ceiling fan, Reframe the structure, and I still haven't painted, nor have I finished taping and drywalling. Yet. All right, but this is the second week. We're up to fifteen hundred dollars in painting the, the living room. Manny, wow. if you don't end up with a month-long hand job, you've got oh my god, <laughs> completely screwed. Because that's 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 pro level stuff you're doing, and and you can. Well, I hope she's listening. All right, thanks, Manny. I appreciate it. It's so easy to fall into that. Well, I'm here. You know, we we started doing this. Some, we might as well do this too. You know, and I'm I, I I'll, I'll just go all in. I'll just prep myself. I, I'll put on. You know, I got my the, the buds in. I'll do a, a, a audio book or music or whatever, and I'll just keep going. But I mean, yeah. So often you start to do something, and you, you as you pull something out, you go. When did that happen? Right. right. And mm-hmm. so you're off and running. Hang on here. Uh, this sounds interesting. Dave has an idea for your unused paint. Hi, Dave. Good morning. How are you guys doing this morning? Great, Dave. What's up, bud? Well, I'm a freak of uh, recycling. So, you know, down in Delaware, we have a couple places where you can uh, drop off old paint and things like that. And when I first worked uh, in the art world, 
most of the muralists, when you say you got free paint, I don't know if you know the starving artist mentality, but when they say free paint, those guys come running. So they take the one gallons, the half gallons, any color, gray, white, purple, and they mix it together and make a new color, whatever that is. Oh. And they use that for their backdrop of murals and, hmm. like, uh, you know, Sissel, what's the uh, avenue up in Penn, in Philly where they paint? Sissel be more? Graffiti, you know. Yeah. They do a lot of painting up there. Interesting. So, so the, the kitty the kitty litter that works, but it's really you know if you want to not kill the world, yeah, it's it's, it's a waste. Yeah. So Dave, wh- how do you suggest you know that that we find people who might want this? I I would go on like look at art places, go on graffiti sites um, up in Trenton. They have um, uh, Trenton All Nights with Leon and those guys up there. Yeah. Uh, they're they're big time when they have the you know an art event. And just try to round it up. They can, you know, figure out how to call me. I'm a little baby, but, you know, we'll figure out how to keep it away from the landfill. That's our bottom. That's okay. great. Uh, John Ladacker, he's a, a fan of the show and has uh, actually incorporated the Preston Steve show and, and WMMR and a lot of Several his murals, murals. In, the, in the area. I'm mm-hmm. sure he, if he doesn't take it, he would probably be able to... All right. Uh, um, point us in the right direction. That's a good suggestion, Dave. Thanks, man. I appreciate suggestion. it. Thank you. Yeah, because I've just had the stuff... Taking up space for years, I hate it. Yeah, in my house, and I'm I like, I, I, and I, and I'm like, well, I can't throw this away, and and maybe we'll need it someday, which we never do. <laughs> and I just knew I'd, I'd rather have somebody use it. So or that's, pour that's it down idea. the sewer. Yeah, uh, is that what you're supposed to do? No, 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 my, no, my... no don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's where I put my my excess oil and gas. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, you can't do that. Obviously, you want to do it in the best way possible. Yeah, the my... kitty litter is a good idea, but if you can. But art can do that. It. Yeah, my kid's yeah. old art teacher Erica. She is, um, she's an artist, obviously. And what she'll do, Steve, is she will go and cover up graffiti. She just does it on her own. So she's basically a graffiti artist herself. But she'll oh. she'll cover up like the gross graffiti right. with like flowers and stuff like that. A big she, F word, <laughs> you know. But it's flowery. The and way it looks she, nice. It, it looks, yeah, it's really calligraphy really, F. Yeah. Here, Sean uh, is in paint sales. He can help us out with getting rid, getting rid of paint as well. Hey, Sean. Good morning. Privilege. 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 Not mm-hmm. everyone can dispose of paint. Everyone has fun. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> What's up, Sean? Hey, yeah. So I've been I've been in paint sales for like uh, seventeen years now. So there's a couple different ways to to get rid of it. Um, if you want to throw it out, like you said, fill it with kitty litter, put it in the trash. They'll most townships and and municipalities will take it. Yep. Um, a lot of townships, cities, municipalities actually have paint drop off days, like chemical drop off days. So you just right. have to look at your local town where you can take and drop it off. Or like the the caller before just said, um, find an art school. A lot of times they'll take donations. Okay. Um, or the anti graffiti. Um, it's called the anti graffiti task force in Philadelphia. That a lot of times they'll take donations as well. What I, they do is I, graffiti. I never knew this. So so anti graffiti task force. Okay. There's uncle and anti graffiti. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. That's that's excellent. Thank you, Sean. We appreciate it. No problem. All right, we'll see. Good you. suggestion. Uh, a few people are uh, texting and suggesting also uh, Habitat uh, for for Humanity. Oh, okay. They uh, they love used paint, and then uh, that's another one. You can use that paint to put yeah. graffiti on those houses, right? <laughs> and then um, I just also was told that if you put your leftover paint on Facebook Marketplace, my buddy's uh, wife did that, and said all their paint was gone in less than an hour, along with their car, <laughs> along with their car. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's cool. Look at all these great suggestions we'll forget. So try to remember whatever one appeals to you. Yeah, I like that. How do I get rid of my uh, giant broken microwave that's been taken? uh, I think do what Kathy does and put it on your neighbor's porch. What's that? It's broken? (laughs) Broken, broken, yeah. Throw it in the trash. I don't think you can. 
I think it's like a... It depends on who you have. Oh, you think it's an environmental thing? Yeah. No, state law requires you put make it part of a robot. Uh, that's a good question. Can you throw a microwave away? Because sometimes... Um, uh, yeah, there's materials in things yeah. like refrigerators and so on that need to be uh, taken care of. Nick's going to do, he's going to do this weird thing. He's going to look on Google. Wait a second. How do you spell how Google? You do that. Uh, <laughs> while he's doing that, I'm going to go to Steven real quick. Hey, Steven, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up, man? I'm actually at Home Depot now picking up paint for a job that I'm on. I own my own home improvement business. But ah. I was listening to what you were saying. And when you paint a room, always paint from top to bottom. So if you know you're going to have to do the ceiling anyway, just start with the ceiling, cut in, and you don't have to be, like, you know, messy or, or I mean, clean. You can just be messy on uh, doing the top because you don't have to worry about the walls. Then you go back and do the walls like you did without even having to tape it off and you shouldn't have to worry about going back. Okay. That's, that's good advice. Yeah, okay. it was something top that would seem so obvious because when you you don't have to worry about it dripping or whatever, you're... you're uh, you're good to go. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Also, also, don't ever buy a quart of paint. Always buy a gallon because of the the price of it. You bought two quarts. You probably spent more on the two quarts than you would have on the one gallon. Okay. I was just thinking I didn't want to have too much and, and waste it, but... Um, yeah, well, now always, I know I can always, donate that. It's always better to have extra in case you needed to go back and touch up right. later later down the line. But also, yeah, if you guys were just trying to get rid of the extra, I didn't even know about that, too. You, that was good information. You know what's also okay. good, Preston? Is well, thanks, Stephen. Use, use paint helper. I find paint you helper. mix it in. You add it yeah, with yeah, real yeah. paint, <laughs> and then you get, you get even it's more. It's like, like breading and stuff, but it oh. works. All right, well, anyhow. Uh, well, uh, interesting. Sounds like uh, common issues that people have. I'm glad we started to find out how we can get rid of uh, excess paint. By the way, uh, it says here, Casey, about microwaves. Uh, they're often classified as electronic waste and as such cannot simply be placed out with trash or tossed into a dumpster. Consult local regulations. Uh, ah. That will help you identify whether there are any specific directions listed for microwave disposal. There's usually an e-waste day here in our building. There is. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it's like once a year or whatever, but I brought in like, um, you know, just random old electronics that I have at home, and, and it's an, a recycling program that this building will set up, so uh, ask Tony Prone down the hall, and she can yeah, let you know. Yeah, I think there's a place near me in the Lawrence Park Industrial Center that I might be able to drop it, or my buddy's getting worked on in his house, and he's got a dumpster in his driveway. People love when you... I'm just going to throw in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah in his. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll just throw it better. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Thank you for your calls. We appreciate it. When we return, Mr. Michael Yo. Hey, Yo. Hey, He'll yo. be uh, joining us because he's got a special hey, uh, on YouTube that he wants to tell us about and more. So and we've also got to go through some of the uh, MM March Madness 2022, which starts today at noon and yeah. is sponsored by Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram City. So we'll get set for that, too. Stay with us. MMR invites you to a sound check party as we present Dirty Honey and Mammoth WVH, the Young Guns Tour, Thursday, March 31st at the Fillmore, Philadelphia, hosted by Every Empire, Jackie Bam Bam. This week, we've stuffed his prize coffin with sound check party passes for you to get up close and behind the scenes before the show. See WMMR.com for details, including $19.33 tickets while supplies last. Dirty Honey, Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen, and Jackie Bam Bam. Oh, you're going to want to see this. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. 
So it seems like just recently our next guest was on our program, doesn't it? It does. That's because he was. He was. Yeah. We'll talk to him anytime, man. And he's on this time to shout about the fact that he has a new special, which is now available on YouTube, and it is called I Never Thought. Please give some love to our friend, Mr. Michael Yo. Hey. Yo. What's up, Michael? How What's you doing? Up? Nice to see you, man. Good to see you guys, too. I'm so excited to be on, and I really appreciate you. No problem. No problem. We're good. And we're going to talk about the special. How was your weekend, by the way? Do you have a good one, man? Uh, the weekend, I went to Rhode Island. I was performing at a comedy club up there called Comedy Connection, and it was incredible. Not Rhode Island, but the crowds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Rhode Island can be pretty nice, too. Listen, but I yeah. went to, for the first time, I went to, per Nick's suggestion, I went to Newport, Rhode Island, That's because great. we were coming back. My daughter and I went up to Maine to go to Acadia National Park, and we were going to take a, a two-day drive back, and I was like, should I go to Providence, Rhode Island, stop overnight? He's like, no, go to Newport, Rhode Island. That is a gorgeous town. I don't know if you've ever yeah, been there or not. I was in I was in Providence, but I landed at like one a.m. So I didn't get a chance to see the city at all. all but right. the crowds were incredible, and I love it, man. I just love traveling. And then I'm moving today. Right after this, we're loading up the trucks. They're coming, and we're finally our new house is finally done. It took two years to build, but wow. it's finally done. So what are we looking behind? We're looking at you right now on Zoom. Is that a picture? Or is that your actual backdrop? Are you all? Because you have your oh your... no, this is real. Oh, real. This All is right. a this is a basketball signed by Jay Z. It should be in a case. I don't <laughs> yeah. know why it's just out. Yeah, like but that. But... Look at your uh, look at your uh, basketball shoe collection there. Yeah, you got some. Oh, problems. I'm a I'm a huge Jordan fan. Oh yeah, I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan, and I'm all about Jordans. I... I'm not a sneakerhead, but I'm getting there. And what's great is my wife is into it. Oh. So she loves buying me Jordan. So I'll just show up and she said, look what I got you. And I'm like, oh, I love you. <laughs> I love you. That's got to be like having a wife who's into paying for escorts for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> these are my escorts. 100%. All these are my escorts. No, they look and, great. And I don't discriminate. I like all colors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. so do you know what the white... Uh, red and black ones are. Are those uh, are those the fours? Those are retro yes. fours. Okay, wow. these are the fours right here. All right, because yeah, I'm but, looking. You but, got yellow retro fours as well. Kind, you know. Got, yep. And oh, and these. You know the designer that just died, Virgil. Yeah. Oh wow. Is that a the pair? Whites. Wow. These are the, and they only they. Um, I, I was lucky enough to get these. So I got. I mean, I got. Sh- I got boxes and boxes of Jordans all around. You so. can send them my way if you want. I um... oh no, we're good. I think <laughs> okay. we're good. You sure? Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm gonna be at the the Sixers are, are playing the, the Heat tonight uh, in Philly, and at halftime I'm actually gonna be playing basketball on the court uh, at the game, and so I'm wondering which sneakers I should wear. I have my my retro four uh, Flynet blues, and then I got okay. my re- retro. I got these black suede retro threes, that, and I'm just sort of torn on on which. Do you have these? these? I mean, these these are the ones right here. I Dude, I wish Classic. I had those. What you know, I actually had the sky blue, like the, the originals, the original Air Jordan yeah. ones. I had the sky blue ones. I think my mom hit the daily number, you know, the Pennsylvania lottery, and so I, I got a new pair of sneakers these, out of the deal. What's crazy is these are going for like $1,200. Now. Oh, my oh. God. What's the most expensive pair you have, Michael? Uh, probably those, they, but it, like, these are pretty, like, these are 15, 16 years old. Like, these they, are super old. They're impeccable shape. Yeah, man, yeah. I keep care. Uh, yeah, I love them, man. So I'm a big sneakerhead. Yeah. Well, uh, you have to fuel, obviously, your, your, your sneaker lust with performing <laughs> and the YouTube special, I never thought. So we're familiar. You obviously you're through town and you're, you're performing. Were you in fact honing the material that is on this yes. special? So 
So literally, I came into town um, and practiced the week. It was a week and a half after I went to Philly, I pr- I did the special. Right. Actually, a week. So Philly was my last stop, and then I taped it a week after that. And what's great about this, I own it. I funded it myself. You know, because Joe Coy was like, dude, you know, you can't you can't let other people control your destiny. You got to control it yourself. So this is why it's so important to me, because I did it everything myself. It was a lot more work, but it's so fulfilling to see the comments on the on the YouTube uh, special. The easiest way to get there is just michaelyo.com. But that's what feels so good is YouTube can be a vicious place. We all know that. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. And the response I'm getting, and it's way, it has way more views than I thought I would have at this point. So, so what I'm you, just blessed. Man. What, what do you it. incur worse? If you if you leave comments up, you, you or if you shut them off, you get vilified for le- leaving the comments off. You, you can't win. Oh, yeah. You can't win either way. But... The thing is, and we were talking about this, is that you talk about having ownership and, and having, like, whether with YouTube, years ago that would have been, uh, I guess they had to do the, a YouTube out. Now it's, no, it, it is it is a really efficient way to get your stuff seen by a lot of people. And uh, it, it's 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 like when you used to end up as a celebrity on a uh, on a game show. It's like, oh, you're done for. And now it's completely what you want to go for. It's 100%. It, it's all flipped. Yeah, I was talking to Sam Morrell, Mark Norman. Those guys did this before me, and they go, you got to own it. You know, they did it through Comedy Central, but put it on YouTube, own it. And what that does is it generates ticket sales, but it's a whole different game where it's like rappers back in the day, like 50 Cent, Eminem, when they first started. They made mixtapes because no big record label will sign them. I didn't even pitch this to a Netflix or anything like that because it needed to come out March 17th two years after I went to the hospital. So it was very important. And the turnaround time was so fast. So yeah, it's a whole different game. You can control your own destiny and every dollar that comes in from this special, it goes to me, which is incredible. No, that's cool. And, and, and the special focus that you mentioned going into the hospital, you had COVID and you, you had a, a real bad run with it. Yes. Uh, and so obviously some of this involves that, but, but w- what is the general thrust of, I never thought. I never thought it, it takes you through the last two years of my life. And it talks about things I never thought I would see this last two years. Like, I never thought me and two black friends walking into a bank would be told to put on a mask. Like, <laughs> I never thought that would happen. You know, so I never thought I would have a baby girl. I never thought my parents would uh, never change and still be like my parents are very ruthless, like as far as like just honest, you know what I mean? Right. And they're like that to my kids. So I talk about everything. I talk about almost dying in the hospital. So everything is in that special from the last two years. You know, you raise a good point. I think a lot of people uh, I was talking to a friend about this, that uh, I had a lot of people throughout my life checking me on things like eh, you're a dumbass for doing that. And yeah. I, I get the impression that uh, People need more of that, you know, now and now and then to, to course correct. I mean, one of the great my mother passed away when I was 20, 21. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would have loved to have, you know, an extra decades of her telling me I'm being an idiot because it, it does help. You know, those those things that help when it comes from a place of love and people can correct you, it helps you. And a lot of people don't get that. And wh- what I love is when I tape. Uh, special or now everything's on video. Like when we were growing up, I, I think my parents have like 17 pictures of me and that's it. <laughs> that's you it. know what I mean? And it, wow. was, and it was never with both of them. Cause one of them had to take the picture. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh. <laughs>
So, so now, uh, you know, I have everything I do and put on film is literally for my kids when they grow up so they can know me more. That's you awesome. Know? And that's what's so great about what we're doing today. I want to ask you, because I've been watching the, the promos for this show that's on Netflix, is it cake? Yes, uh, I'm on that show. You, so this is they—they they take the people who we have, you know, a couple of people who are associated with the show who do these kind of cakes that look like photorealistic versions of whatever. It's this is a turntable or whatever, and that's the whole premise of the show, correct? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, and so and so, have you have you done them yet? Have you? Are, are, oh yeah, yeah. My episode is up right now on Netflix. Is it cake? Uh, Mikey Day, I believe that's his name. He's from SNL. Yeah, right, he's yeah. the host of the show. Man. Let me tell you, the lighting they do on these cakes <laughs> and the real... You can't tell, man. So, so It's for pretty people, amazing. Like, they'll put, like, three bowling balls, and they'll yes. say, one of these is a cake, and you have to figure out which what? one is the cake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the whole the premise that, of the show. Yeah, and here's the thing that's so tough about the show. With the right lighting, you can make anything look real. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they spin them out, and I, I'm noticing people now that are commenting to me. They're like, "Oh, well, you should look for something jiggling a little bit when right. the cakes come out, or what?" But you can't tell. You can't. Yeah. No. So are, are your episodes out on Netflix now, or is it? Yeah, my okay. episode is out. It's episode two. Okay, it's out on Netflix. I right gotta now. see this. Yeah, I gotta awesome. check this out. Hey, I want to go. Yeah, to, it's uh, a great show. I want to go to something we just kind of glanced over. You're you're moving. You're moving to another place. What today did you say? Today, How, after this show. Why are you so calm up. and collected right now? I'd be going insane on moving day. Oh, well, it's it's done. Like literally this background, this is all that's left. Everything else is in boxes. Oh. Okay. So this is it. Like when I'm when I'm done with press today, this all goes down and we put it into the new house. But, I yeah. absolutely as exciting as it is moving to a new place, I absolutely dread the move itself. Yeah. It's just the biggest hassle in the world. And then unpacking all that crap is a whole other six months fiasco. Well, you know the most stressful part for me is the move is the wife because <laughs> she is the one that's stressed out. Me, okay. I never get stressed. I'm just like we move boxes. <laughs> My wife, you got to put them in the right place. We got to do this. We got like uh, that's what's stressful. That's what's stressful about. Moving. I always recommend, and I, I, we just did it last time. Move to a place that's about seven minutes from where you were before, <laughs> and so well in advance, you can load up your car and sort of piecemeal in the months leading up to it. Just move stuff over and put it in its place casually, and then and when anything big is involved. Hire a company because oh, yeah. you oh, will no, no, have no. it up. Yeah. Oh, I said I was moving, but I'm not moving that. <laughs> right, right. No, no, I have a, <laughs> we have a moving. Co- I am not touching a thing. I, I told my wife, this is the first move where I, we box it up, but then I'm done with it. I, I, they show up at the house and I'll tell them where to put it. Like, there you go. I work too hard. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to do this again, and you I said, can't do it again. You it said it's, it's taken a couple of years. Did you have a house built? Did you go with that route? So the company made our house, and uh, they messed it up. What? So they had to start all over. Oh, oh, and man. then the pandemic was right in the middle, so they couldn't get any materials. Look, these are champagne problems. But yeah, right, 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 right. And um, they um, well, did they, they finally finish it, and it's two years later. But what's great is a benefit is like now the property value is like through the roof because the market went up. We got it super early and it took them forever to build it. So it actually worked out great. Right. Building a house from scratch can be um, can can be oh, if you're daunting. if you if you're very fanatical about every aspect, it can be amazing. 
but it can also be. I I couldn't do it. It, uh, it would it would you drive me what, out of my mind. You know what's crazy is my wife would ask me questions about the house. <laughs> oh, what do you? It doesn't matter what I think. No, literally everything I said, she did the opposite. You know, so it's kind of like she would go, "What color do you think this needs to be?" Oh, I like that. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, and then you can run into the problem if you just say, "No, whatever, you do it, honey." No, No. they want feedback Uh so they can decide something else. So, yeah, (laughs) isn't it crazy? They want feedback to say no to. Yes. (laughs) Is it? It's, it is the mindset. Because well, it's kind of like if you like it, then, ooh, no, we're going to go the other way. <laughs> it, it can't be good. God, that's yeah. genius, actually, Kennedy. I didn't think but, about but that. But we also, at the same time, we also try to, I, I, plenty of times I go, baby, no, you just do your thing. Do it. And it's, it's like, no, I want your opinion. And then I get my opinion. It's just like she blows it off. Have you have you arranged a, a uh, superior-style man cave? Uh, abo- yes. Okay. So here's what's interesting about a man cave. Men brag about a 300-square-foot room when the wife has the whole house. But we're bragging about, we got 300 square feet to our own house. Anyway, uh, yes, I do. It's a podcast room. It's my audition room. It's my TV room. It's my first official man cave because we've been in an Airbnb for two years. What? Okay. Wow. Two years. uh, That's a long stretch. That's, wow. Airbnb for two, I didn't even know that you could do that for two years. But let me tell you, the owners are very happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm sure. But I'm sure that also, as a result, um, for the last two years, you've probably kept things pretty minimal, right? Oh, my God. We have nothing in this house. Yes, very minimal. (laughs) And here's the thing. In Vegas, at the time of the pandemic, we got a three-bedroom house overlooking the strip for $1,700 a month. Holy wow. hell. Wow. Holy like, hell. It was amazing. So we saved money. It, it, I'm telling you, it all worked out. I go up every night at the Comedy Cellar. I mean, it's easy to fly out of here. Life is amazing. There are right? people paying that for studio, you know, like I know. glorified I know. studios. It's funny. Um, So Vegas, uh, I love Vegas, but not necessarily for the town, but for how close it is to other things. I don't know if you go and enjoy all the other things that are within, you know, a couple of hours. I'm talking about Grand Canyon, Zion, Bryce, and all that stuff. The well, chicken ranch. I don't like to hike, and neither does my wife. Okay. That is the most ridiculous thing in the world. <laughs> White people love hiking. I don't know why <laughs> that is, but you will never see black folks on a hill just hiking for no reason. <laughs> I don't do that. My wife doesn't even do that. So we don't hike, but we do go to Utah. That's where I shot this new Apple show that's coming out uh-huh. in a couple months. Uh, and it was gorgeous. We stayed in Salt Lake City, but I did enjoy all the sights around there. So, But Vegas, let me tell you. Outside the strip, it's freaking beautiful. You have Red Rocks. We live yeah. right on the Red Rock in the Red Rocks, so it's gorgeous. It, it is gorgeous. It's it, the thing with Vegas proper. I think if you're going, and I've always yes. said this, three three or four days, three four is enough, oh unless unless you're doing the outer stuff. We have comics that come to the cellar, comedy cellar out in Vegas. They stay a whole week and they do fourteen shows, <laughs> and I'm like, man, and they go nuts. Yeah. Like a week in Vegas is a long oh. time. It's too much. <laughs> too much. Too much. Yeah. Way too much. Yeah. Wow. Burns you up. Hey, real quick, you mentioned the uh, the Apple show. Is that uh, Amber Brown that you were talking about? Yeah, Amber okay. Brown. Bonnie. I mean, this is crazy. I get a call from Bonnie Hunt, yeah. the legendary Bonnie Hunt. And she goes, hey, uh, we're going to audition you for the show called Amber Brown. So I turn in my audition, get great response, get a call back. And I'm thinking it's just a casting director on the Zoom. Up pops Bonnie Hunt. I mean, from 
freaking every movie. Jumanji. Yeah. It's her and like 10 people from Apple. Wow. And it's a live audition. And I play, I, I nailed the job. I got, I play an ex-husband that uh, is trying to get back into his family's life. And Bonnie Hunt wrote it, produced it, directed it. I mean, the woman is phenomenal and doesn't give a, get enough credit for what she does. But I, I'm so excited about it because it's a big leap in the acting and like my one of my best friends that's a huge casting director in LA said no one wants to take the first chance on you but everybody loves taking the second and third <laughs> right right you know? right no that's so cool this that's... is my first huge opportunity and okay. after the show Bonnie pulls me to the side and goes you're going to work for the rest of your life on TV oh, oh wow. man Damn. so much congratulations man cuz oh the apple I'm roster so is and she made my character not funny the first year <laughs> yeah. cuz she goes that's too easy for you. I want to show people you can really act. And then the second season will make you funny. Wow. But I want this to be a big, you know, a, a career mark where people would watch and go, okay, that dude can act. Man, that's awesome. Good that's really you. great. She's that's, so giving yeah. and loving. I love her. And that's it's just cool. crazy to get texts from her every <laughs> once sure. in a while. Like, she watched my special and goes, you're, you know, she says some nice things. And I'm just looking at the phone, just going, Bonnie Hunt just texted me. <laughs> oh, that's you awesome, know? man. Well, the new special is called I Never Thought. It is now available on YouTube. You can do a quick search on Michael Yo, and you will find his uh, YouTube page. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, and like I said, I funded this. I did it on my own. So every view... It really means a lot to me, so I would love people to check it out. And the easiest way to see it is michaelyo.com. Just okay. Ahead. All right. Excellent. Hey, good luck with the move, Michael. We hope everything oh goes right. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, and we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll catch up with you soon. And I, and I do have to say to you guys, I mean, you've always supported comedy over the years, and it means so much for me to be on this show and what y'all do for the community of comedy. So uh, I really appreciate you. Thanks. Our pleasure. Thanks, awesome. man. Michael Yo, everybody. MichaelShow.com. Uh, that's great. I definitely want to see that. So uh, another thing that I'm looking forward to is MMR March Madness, which is taking place today, starting at noon. We got it underway. Uh, if you would like to see the draft and how that went and how we chose which bands we got behind, we have a video at PrestonAndSteve.com, and it's all edited down, and it is a Zoom uh, Casey was emceeing, or he was hosting it yeah. and running the whole thing. And it was myself and Steve and Jackson and Sarah and Pierre and Pancake and Jackie and Brent. And we all got to pick our teams that are going to go up against each other for MMR Madness. You, you um, nailed a coup right out of the gate by uh, selecting Shinedown, who took everything last year. We were lucky enough in the... Uh, so so we, had, we had alternated uh, who got to start as far as the, uh, the draft choices go. And uh, in the 2000s, we got to go first. And so... We figured, why not dive right in and take who won it last year and see if they could do it again, and that was Shinedown. And so. then we had to, Preston, entertain the notion and remember the dynamic last time around. And I found myself, ba- bands that I thought, well, clearly they're going to be the dominant band. Somehow, when that block of music is played, it depends on, okay, you're thinking of the full body, the full history of this band, but a lot of times the voting is influenced directly by what's being played in that block. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and also, if, if it kicks up a nostalgic memory, that band could take it. And and our listeners love upsets, right? Oh, and yeah. So, like, if, if and, and it's fun 
for listeners sometimes, too, like if they dislike Pearl Jam, it doesn't matter who's going up against Pearl Jam. Right. They're going to vote for that band. And and that's that's really, it, it's you know, there's so many wild cards that, that come into play. You really don't know what's going to happen. That, no. I enjoy that. I yeah, think that's you really a lot of fun. That's why the Beatles aren't necessarily right. uh, an ace in your, in your uh, hand. Right. Because they could... Somebody go. You know the Beatles were so big for so long. I want uh, I want Dirty Honey to beat them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, something like that, and it might happen. Jackson got Tool, and for me, that's the dark horse every Dude, year. Dude, I, I always think Tool's going to do well. Jackson we- and Sarah stole every single band that I personally <laughs> yeah, really? love. Okay. Every single one of them. I was wearing a Van Halen shirt yes, while were. we were doing this. Oh man, they took Van Halen. They took Rush. They took uh, who was uh, the police? The police? Oh, man, really? did they take the Beatles too? No, no. Oh, Jackie Bam Bam took the Beatles. Who okay. took? So some who po- who poached Dave Matthews? But was it was it? Um, I think that's Jackson. Jackson. Jackson? Yeah, okay. that, uh, Dave Matthews is a five seed in the '90s region. So let me let me run down the first few matches, and we can kind of see. Now I haven't filled out my bracket yet, uh, which I I should probably do before it starts yeah. at noon, but. Uh, the first matchup will be the 2000s, so it's going to be Shine Down, which we have in our roster, yeah, yeah. and Dirty Honey, which are uh, which is uh, Jackie and uh, Brent. And Brent, yep. So it's Shine Down versus Dirty Honey. That's going to be the very first matchup. What if? What if? I think we're going to win handedly, but look! Look at the NCAA tournament. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's been loaded with upsets. Yeah, St. Yeah. Peter's is a 15 seed, and they're in the Sweet 16. Kentucky lost in yeah. the first round. That's yeah, that's who that's who. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Be, it was just unbelievable. And there's been a few other upsets, so it could go either way. Uh, so the second matchup will be at one, and that's in the 80s region. Steve, it's uh, Bon Jovi, which is Pierre and Pancake against. Motley Crue, that's you and me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Crue can beat Jovi. I think with all... Well, listen, I don't know, but well, I think if you get a really... It depends again on the block, but I think this case with the Motley Crue, with, with the, the the fight recently between um, Pearl Jam and Quasi-Fight. And Nikki Six. Nikki yeah. Six. And I the, think the, uh, the Pam dirt, and Tommy. Pam and Tommy. Yep. All of that, the nostalgia, all that stuff going on, perhaps that will... You know, knock Bon Jovi off the perch. Let me ask you, uh, Pierre is going to be hosting this matchup. That's true. Does he influence that son of a bitch? (laughs) But But. people might not like the favoritism. That's right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they might see it as as fixed. And they might go after him. But, uh, yeah, Pierre loves his Jovi. Pierre does precious little Bon Jovi. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You puffed up hair. Bovine Johnny. No puffed up hair in Motley Crue. Bovine Johnny. Yeah, you're right. Come on, No man. puffed up hair in Motley Crue. Uh, so I have a feeling, I think that's going to be the first upset because Crue. He's going to be so devastated. He, what, if that happened, if that he happens, would dive yeah. off the roof. Uh, which, by the way, Crew is a, they're number 16 seed. I think that's a pretty low seeding for that band. Uh, and Bon Jovi is a number one seed in the 80s region. So we'll have to see how that goes. All right, then you have... Two o'clock. It's uh, Metallica, which is Jackson and Sarah against Bush, and that's Pierre and Pancake. Well, you can even just go home on that one. And I think Metallica will take. Yeah, that. And so this, we we, without, we actually we were vying for Metallica. You but, were. Yeah. That was yeah. the one band I heard you guys talking about yeah. uh, prior to the, the, the draft. But yeah. this is also like so. Metallica is is classified as a '90s band, even though they kind of you know got their start in the '80s. But and this was like the tough thing when you had a band that spans. 
you know, especially in their in the beginning days, you know, a couple of decades, which one do you put them in? But they really hit when when the Black Album came out. That's when they really yeah. really hit on a more commercial level. I think it, I think it said it was sense. it was based on the aggregate height of the band members. Oh, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. I have no idea. Right. Now, Casey has said in our draft, he's like, look, it, this is uh, we, we've assigned a decade for when they really hit their stride. Right. Or had their most amount of uh, of success. And people were like, you know, especially Metallica, sense. like Ride Lightning and yeah. Master Puppets. But uh, it was it was the Black Album that really launched yeah. them into the sure. stratosphere. Yeah. In the 1970s region, you have uh, Pink Floyd, which is uh, uh, Jackie who, and Brent. Jackie and Brent. And uh, Jimi Hendrix versus Jackson and Sarah. So Pink Floyd is, is a previous winner, yes? I uh, believe so. No? No. Well, Maybe. did they win the whole thing? I think one year early on. Shinedown beat them. I know that was the big controversy. Yeah, I remember Breaking Benjamin, I think, won the first yes. one. Yes, yeah. yeah. it but did. I, I believe Pink Floyd won maybe in year two or three. Well, you bring, I, you bring up an interesting point. It, how aggressive is the fan base? Right. So you take the, uh, a Breaking Benjamin fan or a Shinedown fan can be very mm. determined. But I think I think Floyd will beat, beat Jimmy. Uh, uh, Jimmy, listen. Possibly. Uh, Hendrix is... That's that's one that I looked at, and I can't believe Hendrix is a is a 16 seed, you know. But it, I know they, it, he was selected last, yeah, so he just didn't do enough to prove himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then uh, what is eight versus nine? So the oh, eight the, seed versus nine seed. Gotcha. Okay, so then we move on at four o'clock. You have the two thousands. It'll be Hailstorm, which is Jackie and Brent against the Black Keys, with uh, which uh, Steve and I have, and that's. That's pretty evenly matched, I think. Well, Hailstorm is the you know they're they're the local team, right? So they're they're yeah. they're the Villanova, if you will, right? In this bracket, but mm-hmm. you know the Black Keys. I, I know that you were really excited about picking uh, those guys. And then we have at five o'clock, uh, Guns and Roses, which is a Preston and Steve pick against U uh, two, which is uh, Pierre and Pancake. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. a tough one. That's a t- no, I don't. You know, has is the bloom off the U two? Rose or is does it? Do they still have the firepower? Uh, you know, Guns and Roses and and P- uh, Pierre's not hosting this matchup. So. No, yeah, it's at five, so that'll be Jackson mm-hmm. and Sarah, and they're more rockers. <laughs> Although Sarah does love her some U two, I do know that. So uh, we'll have to see how they pitch it. But that's mm, I almost give in my mind, in my heart, I give U two the edge. Uh, but with our audience, with with the the MMR rockers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Guns N' Roses. I'm thinking um, GNR wins. <laughs> I like both for Guns N' Roses, please. I think there are more U2 haters. Uh, and then so that way they could sway the GNR vote. Right? I think because there are album... a lot of GNR haters, too. You though. think so? Yeah. I think, though, I think GNR is on, is on perhaps on an upswing yeah. as a sense of nostalgia. As a, what would you pay for this amazing record package? <laughs> but Guns N' Roses sort of vibe. They never put an album on my uh, on my iTunes the way you two, and I can't. <laughs> I think rid of that. I think the GNR <laughs> hatred came and went. I think you know so. what I mean? I think yeah. it, I think it was up for, and, and Pierre's uh, beating that still to this day. Are, is GNR are they the new Osmonds? Uh, they very well yeah, could yeah, yeah. be. Like all of them, like even all Jimmy. And, no, not Jimmy. Okay, not that's Jimmy. that's a bridge too far. <laughs> Are there any? There's like no slash haters out there, right? Like everybody loves slash. Yeah, so. and, and, and even even now his um, ex wife. 
Even okay. Axel. One person is right. like Slash. <laughs> Axel has, uh, he especially yeah. now, as, as one well, rock credit pointed out, he looks like an aging lesbian now. With well, and listen, <laughs> when he when he, when he he covered for Brian Johnson in ACDC, that won him some points. Yeah. Axel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That won Axel some points. Okay. You know. So, all right, well, anyway. Uh, then after that, you have uh, Pierre and Pancake. Uh, this is the 1990s matchup. Uh, Collective Soul. All right. uh, against Allison Chains, and that is uh, Jackson and Sarah. And you know what? And I know we kind of, I, I think there was a little bit of scoffing going on when they when they grabbed Collective Soul, but that band has got a, they have got a catalog, man. They've they got, do. They've got a lot of great songs. So again, what in that block when you hear that music played and you get, rem- oh, they did that. Yeah, when you hear Shine in right. December and, and uh, God, the whole just a whole song after song from that band. I think they have to play heavy, right? Because uh, if you're going to if you're if you're going up against uh, Allison Chains, Allison Chains, you have to kind of like plug in and and. Right. But know. I think Allison Chains, with the their roots in the the Seattle scene and the yeah. grunge and, and as and this kind of as, thing and, <laughs> and these things, <laughs> the grunge, the flannel, and the coffees, and the bays. These kind of things that you would associate with the grunge the, the, community. The throw the, the fish in the market. The fish and the diving from the stage and the wearing the big work boots. This kind of thing that you would associate with the 90s. Flannel. Yeah. yeah. Flannel and this kind of thing. <laughs> with the coffee and the smoking and reality bites. <laughs> that kind of thing. I do. I did. Yeah. Was it in place. Seattle? I mean, it, no, it didn't. No, it focused so. a lot on the grunge yeah. lifestyle. With the they were on. always smoking and drinking coffee. Do you remember that? Yep. And Rolling Rock. Because that's what you do when you're in the grunge. Rolling Rock. Mm-hmm. They were on the roof of that building drinking Rolling Rock. Oh. I remember that yeah, clearly. Yep. <laughs> the, the drinking and the smoking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh, the last one we'll mention, the final one of today, will be at 7 o'clock. It's the 1970s matchup between Sabbath slash Ozzy. So that means both. Yeah, he gets both. The band oh. and solo uh, stuff to play, which is Jackson and Sarah, against Bruce Springsteen. And that mm-hmm. is Jackie and Brent. There are a lot of Bruce haters out there. And so I I think Bruce loses this one. I think I think so. Yeah. I think when you hear... I'm with you. I think when you hear uh, anything, there's a lot to pick out that, again, that is in that confined, hey, here's the music against this music. I think Ozzy and Black Sabbath are yeah. going to take it. Especially with MMR listeners. Here's some text coming in. You two must be destroyed. I do not <laughs> consent uh, to, and it was supposed to continue somewhere else on these text messages. I don't see it. Uh, let's see who else we have here. Preston gives you to the edge. L O L. Did I actually you say, did that? say that? Yeah, oh, that's a man. good one. You didn't even know. I didn't even mean to say that. It's like giving the Beatles the Ringo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I give him the double Ringo. The double Ringo. The double Ringo. Okay. Uh, here's a Bruce Springsteen sucks. All right. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Sounds like this bracket nonsense is completely arbitrary popularity contest. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what? <laughs> sounds like you're a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a no. It's a music contest. Yeah. Purely subjective. They, they were they, they were deep in Carlsbad yeah. Caverns and found a document. <laughs> <laughs> Says here Bon Jovi is not as good as Shine. <laughs> no. No. I see it's written in stone, right? right? It's the Roxetta Stone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the Roxetta Stone. (laughs) 
This one says, I always thought spring scene sings like he has a hot poker in his ass. <laughs> huh. All right. Okay. All right. It's a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> what makes you say that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it is that kind of subject. It's fun. Subjective nature that I makes it, it fun. I because it. again, I that's why it's so fun to listen to. In those moments you will you will find yourself being swayed. Yes. I know it happened to me. Yep. Yep. So you can get to WMMR.com, watch the MMR Madness Draft video. You can fill out your bracket while you're there. And then of course you'll be able to vote. Now what I haven't read or seen because we will not be running the contest. We are simply, simply. They wouldn't trust us. We're observers, and that's it. We're listeners and observers. So, um, I assume the texting, Marissa, you would know better than I that uh, texting is the way we're going to do the uh, Twitter poll. Um, the texting is actually going to be on WMR.com and on the app. Um, but I believe also if you text in, we'll send you the link. Oh, okay. So we'll make it as easy as possible so everyone can vote. And there's always there's. <laughs> Will you? <laughs> it's so easy. Even he can do it. Will you? <laughs> Uh, and I assume phone calls, too, because and that's a big fun part of it. Absolutely. Pierre wants to hear from you, and he wants to hear your passion. Yep. For okay. sure. All right. Will you? It starts at noon, will you? You know, will I, was, you? I was watching um, <laughs> the original Rocky was on Epics or whatever over the weekend, unedited and everything. It's great. But I I forgot that's the first time, Case, I ever heard the phrase ham and egger. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will you? That was just a ham and egger. a ham and yeah. egger. I was thinking about Rocky Five over the weekend, Steve, because it occurred to me that uh, I actually paid to go see that in the theater. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And I was remembering... Man, that's that's not a good movie. And, uh, and That's it, not as good. Slide yeah, made some money good. off of me. I want to thank you very much for seeing that movie. Remember when I was up on the roof? <laughs> And that that will you? That's not even. That's not even from, from him crying. That's from the. Uh, that's from Rocky. That's Clyde. from that's from the up on the roof. Yeah. yeah. What was the one that we have of the isolated of him crying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just one little. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, Wait. This <laughs> one here. Okay. You, you set up. Right, yeah. That's it. Wait a minute. Where's the other one over here? Uh, bottom left. Okay. Oh, it doesn't work with the. Will you? Will you? Will you? Awesome. Mel, would you oh, shut God. up? We're trying yeah. to have a conversation here. They <laughs> <laughs> go into the woods and find Stallone in a <laughs> neighboring <laughs> cabin. <laughs> Stopping by for company. <laughs> and Steve, like, right when their eyes meet, the beautiful music starts. They found each other's oh, yeah. soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> The love is born. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. He gives her a Hallmark card and it just says, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Okay. And then March Madness. Hooray! Yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> 
Starts at noon today, Pierre. We'll be in to uh, get it teed up and ready to go here in a little while. Let's take a break. We shall come back when we return. The Bizarre File stories are on the way, so make sure that you stay with us. We'll be right back. M.M. Art Madness. A rock band battle of the brackets. Beginning Monday, it's a field of 64, unlike any other. Matchups are hand-picked bands from Pierre and Pancake, Preston and Steve, Jackson and Sarah, and Jackie and Brent. Four teams, four regions, four decades of rock. And your votes decide who makes it to the Fantastic Four and who wins it all. Get details and vote at WMMR.com or on the WMMR app. MM Art Madness. Sponsored by Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram City. Shop Ram Truck Month at South Jersey's Truck Headquarters at 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Furball's coming up this week, Steve. Furball, yes, Preston. Thank you. This Friday, it's the 25th annual Furball's for the Morris Animal Refuge. It's going to be the Bellevue uh, Hotel, which is wonderful. We had it there, Preston, in 2019, and that was the last time we were able to do it. I am your MC for the evening. I'm going to be hanging out. So many great things happening. First of all, you're going to benefit the Morris Animal Refuge, which is awesome. They do incredible work with helping uh, animals in all sorts of conditions. And and my wife and I swear by them. She's actually an honoree that night, which is very cool. But really, the focus is in on having a good time and giving you a chance to help donate. Uh, we're going to have Jake Matera, who is a great stand-up comedian and former uh, uh, intern on the Preston and Steve show. DJ Perry is going to keep the music going. Open bar. I've never heard of this, but it sounds cool. A guacamole bar, seafood stations, freshly prepared pastas, vegan and vegetarian options uh, included in your ticket price. You have the 50-50 raffle, silent auction, and it all, as I said, and will continue to say, they do such great work at Morris Animal. If you're looking for something to do, it's this Friday. You can go to PrestonSteve.com to get your tickets, and we'd love to see you there. It's from 7 to 11. Great way to spend a Friday evening. Excellent. This weekend, get on it Friday. Let's do the B-File. Here we go. No. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, let's get into these stories. We're going to start with one. This is a weird one. I do not understand. Maybe there will be a follow-up story to this, but it's very strange. A South Carolina man was fatally shot by a boater after he was rescued and allegedly became aggressive. So the guy that was shot and killed is the guy who was rescued. Whoa. All right, so... Nathan Drew Morgan and an unnamed woman were thrown off their jet ski at Lake Cowie on Tuesday afternoon, and investigators believe that the pair may have been arguing before the incident. So a man and a woman on a pontoon boat nearby observed Morgan and the unnamed woman struggling in the water. Neither individual wore life jackets and both showed signs of distress in the water. And according to police, the couple on the boat approached Morgan and the woman and the two got on board as the un- unmanned jet ski continued to circle the lake. So it was still right, running. Right, right, right. <clears throat> and after boarding the boat, Morgan allegedly became agitated and began assaulting the couple that had just rescued him. Investigators have been told that the man may have been uh, may have wanted to get back to the jet ski. Uh, the female who was on the jet ski attempted to de-escalate the assault. By pushing the man who had been on the jet ski back into the water. The couple on the pontoon boat then assisted Morgan back onto their boat a second time. Morgan allegedly began assaulting the couple again. And fearing for his and his wife's life, 
The man shot the guy. Yeah. The, the boat owner shot the dude that they pulled out of the water. Morgan died on the pontoon boat from a bullet wound to the chest. Uh, the sheriff's deputies were dispatched to reports of a shooting. The investigation is ongoing, and all parties involved are cooperating. I don't think I would have let the guy on the second time. I would have maybe put a line over the side and said, you hang here. Yeah, I don't know, man, Jesus. but that's weird. You need to find out what the hell was going on there. Let's also find out what's going on here. A Florida man found himself in a bit of a pickle. Well, actually, he was arrested for pleasuring himself on private property, which <laughs> including inserting a pickle into a certain part of his Really? Mind. Yes. Pickle butt. Eric Dietage of Tampa was charged Sunday with exposure of sexual organs. The arresting officer uh, was at the time responding to reports of a suspicious person. He ultimately found Dietage on private premises, lying flat on his back, no pants or undergarments on his bottom half. Can you help me with this pickle? Uh, Dietage had apparently his unit in one hand and a large uneaten pickle in his other hand and was using that pickle to plug the gap, so to speak. So you eat it after? I don't know. It depends on what you're into, man. For a guy like this, yes, yeah, sure. absolutely. <laughs> You're not going to let that go to waste. That's so a good pickle. He was arrested. It was it, it was his thing. All right, this is a terrible, terrible story and a horrible uh, death to report. But a Canadian man died horrifically after he was pulled into a wood chip chipper oh, oh, man. in the middle of a suburban street. Daniel Van Heist, uh, 22 years old, had been removing trees in Oshawa near Toronto on Wednesday morning when the tragic accident unfolded. A traumatized resident actually saw, uh, he, and uh, what happened, he, he was filming the crew disposing of tree branches at the exact moment uh, that Van Heist got uh, caught up in the chipper. He said, I saw his feet leave the ground. Oh it was that God. quick. Oh, my God. He went in head first. Oh, horrible. He said that he rushed over to help after seeing uh, Van Heist's co-worker run to turn the wood chipper off. And it's unclear how he got pulled into the machine. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Uh, the victim was a contract worker and had only just started working that particular removal job that week. Uh, the state's labor ministry is investigating. That's horrible. You, you, like you think of the ways they could prevent that. I, and I don't know, like like on a like on a treadmill or something. If you you attach a clip and if you fall off, it disengages. Yep. You know, if you could like. Put an arbitrary stake in the ground and have connectors that would disconnect and shut it because these stories pop up now and then. It's like, what? It's the worst way to die. Yep, yep. Uh, an Indian teen is lucky to be alive after tumbling out of bed and falling headfirst onto a sickle, which became lodged gruesomely in his noggin. Oh, my God. The freak accident occurred Wednesday after uh, Bupu Sen, 16 years old, left the agricultural implement used for harvesting crops on the floor and subsequently forgot it was there as his bedroom light wasn't working. Uh, the sleeping youngster rolled out of bed and onto the reaping tool's curved blade, which embedded itself one and a half inches into his skull. <clears throat> Despite the graphic nature of the wound, uh, he reportedly didn't experience any bleeding. Sick. So they left it in there. Oh, my God. And so, therefore, yeah, we're looking at a picture of him, and he's sitting there with this giant blade sticking out of his head. I have a headache. Uh, the impaired boy was rushed to the hospital where doctors performed a CAT scan and then transferred him into the surgery ward. Doctors managed to remove uh, Bupo's accidental piercing after a three-hour operation. So even an inch, an inch and a half is still a, a lot. Yeah. And uh, when last reported, the boy was uh, resting after the traumatic ordeal, and he claims he's not in any pain. All right, this is messed up, too. I got a lot of messed up ones. I like them. 
A Wisconsin judge has sentenced a young man convicted of murder uh, of both of his parents to life in prison without any opportunity for extended supervision. A jury convicted Chandler Halderson, who had just turned 24, on two counts of first-degree intentional homicide. Now, prosecutors said Halderson lied to his parents about working for a local insurance company and with a local rescue dive team while he was really just living at home and playing video games during the day. How did he pull that off? Uh, he even told that his girlfriend had secured a... Or he told his girlfriend he had secured a job with Elon Musk's SpaceX. <laughs> but authorities allege that he tried to cover uh, for a lie. Well, you have a very impressive pretend resume here. Uh, by lying about sustaining a head injury, which he said necessitated the cancellation of a planned move to Florida. You're when, just the kind of the employee we're looking for. And when his lies caught up with him, a jury agreed to the with, that uh, with prosecutors, Holderson shot his father, Bart, and uh, then killed his mother, Krista, Jeez. when she had returned home. The June 2021 killings involved an alleged cover story. Holderson claims that his parents took off for a lake retreat in Wisconsin's Northwoods around the 4th of July and never returned. That, prosecutors said, was a lie, and the jury convicted the defendant as charged. Jeez. But rather than, I mean, they, they confronted him yeah. about not having a job, staying in the basement, playing video games. I and think so I'll kill you. He killed him. Yeah, yeah. that is just absolutely. Getting a job. Yep, messed up. All right, and that's all we have time for today, my friend, in the Bizarre File. When we come back, we'll see how closely you've been listening to the show as a lesson question awaits. And we have trash music news and a concert announcement yeah. on top of all that, too. So we'll be back with it all. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD too. the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today's lesson question prize is a four-pack of tickets in the Bevy Long Drink Party Zone when the Philadelphia Wings face off, excuse me, against the Buffalo Bandits on Thursday, March 31st. So you get this four-pack of tickets, you go, and you're going to be in that Bevy Long Drink Party Zone. If you can tell me the answer to this, what free treats are they giving away at upcoming live performances on Broadway? (laughs) That's if they have to cancel, right? Yeah, if yeah, they have yeah, to yeah. Have cancel mid-performance, right. they give away something for free to make you happy. What is that? 215-263-WMMR. What free treats are they giving away at upcoming live performances on Broadway? If you heard it earlier this morning, you should call. You just might win. We'll do the trash while we're waiting for that call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber. Trusted expert since 1939. A.D. Moyer Lumber is your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. Visit them on the web at admoyer.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck dropping $50 million on a 25,000-square-foot estate in the ritzy Bel Air area of Los Angeles. 
The house is reportedly so big that you can't use the intercom without entering an area code. Yeah. Hey! Britney Spears is back on Instagram two days after announcing she was leaving. As of Saturday, Britney was again posting the kind of pictures and video that make you wonder if that conservatorship is really such a bad idea. Oh my God. And finally, Shark Tank star Damon John calling the NCAA tournament Modern Day Slavery. Damon later admitted that he lost a ton of money on the Kentucky game. Oh. And that's your... <laughs> All right, we shall see if we can find an answer to the lesson question. And we need to know what free treats they are giving away at upcoming live performances on Broadway. 215-263-WMMR. First caller in is Jason, so that's who we're going to. Yo, Jason, good morning. Godzooks. Godzooks, Jason. All right, what are they giving away as free treats at live performances on Broadway? Delicious raisinets. Raisinets. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hang on, Jason. We got you. Four pack of tickets in the bevy long drink party zone when the Philadelphia Wings face off against the Buffalo Bandits. And that's Thursday, March 31st. You can enjoy discounted drinks, lawn games, and giveaways in the party zone while standing turf level just feet away from the action. And tickets for the party zone are $27 and available only at wingslax.com. Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by New Jersey Transit. The all-new Transit Police Department reminds you that we all need to work together to keep our transit system safe. Report suspicious activity to 1-800-TIPS-NJT or you can text your report to NJT. PD. We're going to start with a concert announcement. How about this? Very exciting. All right, so this show is going to be on a Friday. That's always a wonderful thing. September 23rd. And that's usually a pretty damn good month to be watching music outdoors. It's going to be at the Waterfront Music Pavilion, MMR Rocks, the Outlaw Music Festival. Now, who's on the Outlaw Music Festival? Well, we'll start by telling you that Mr. Willie... Nelson will be performing. Man. Yep. He'll be our guest that morning. I hope so. Jesus Christ, wouldn't that be great? We had a chance where Willie was going to come into the studio, and it it unfortunately didn't come together, but that would be great. Now, uh, some other... Now, well, we don't really play Willie Nelson. Uh, Chris Stapleton will be on uh, on the bill as well. That is correct. Along with Chris Stapleton will be Zach Bryan... Larkin Poe Larkin Poe uh, performing too. Look at that. Cool, yeah. Uh, and also Britney Spencer. So it's got kind of this country and rock vibe yeah. going on. Country blues rock. They're like outlaws. They're kind of like outlaws. <laughs> That's why they call it the Outlaw Music Festival. Uh, so Friday, September 23rd at the Waterfront Music Pavilion. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. Uh, complete details, including pre-sale info at WMMR.com. And listen... Uh, this weekend for chances to win the tickets. Right? I went to this show a few years ago uh, with Willie and uh, Cheryl Crow's on it and a whole bunch of other uh, great acts. It's it's a really good time. Cool. Um, and uh, it'll be, yeah, it'll be fun to be outside in yeah. September. Yeah. I wonder if they'll be smoking pot. Probably. Yeah. Well, not all of them. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. One, One of them, them for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Willie. Speaking of Willies, Will Butler has, speaking of Willies, it's like I'm talking about penises. <laughs> Will Butler has uh, parted ways with Arcade Fire, a band which he helped found. Uh, he shared the news via Twitter on Saturday, just before the band's show at the Bowery Ballroom in New York City. 
writing, I left at the end of last year after the new record was complete. There was no acute reason beyond that I've changed and the band has changed over the last almost 20 years. Time for new things. I explained that he is working on a new solo recording with composing music for a play, and he added that the band are still my friends and family. So he's gone. Yeah, his brother is Win Butler. He's yep. the founder of the band. Yep, yeah, correct. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Dave Grohl's metal album f- that he had recorded with the fictional band Dream Widow uh, is due out this month. According to Variety, the album is due out on March 25th. And in the Foo Fighters horror comedy film Studio 666, the band moves into an Encino mansion to record their much-anticipated 10th album. Once in the house, Grohl finds himself grappling with supernatural forces related to the studio's former residence, Dream Widow, that band, that threaten both the completion of the album and the lives of Foo Fighters. On the LP, he said, it'll be the lost album. It'll be the album that they were making before he killed the entire band. He said, some of it sounds like uh, doom metal pioneers trouble. Uh, Some of it sounds like corrosion of conformity. And some of it has a, uh, I I forgot the name of that band, K-Y-U-S-S, Kayas vibe. Kayak? I've seen that, Kayak, Kayak. I've seen that written before, that band. I I just never have been into that band, and I never have known how to pronounce that name. Uh, So this is the fictional band in the the, uh, Dream Widow is. Yeah. Uh, but not uh, the KYUSS. They're they're K-K-K. they're a real band. <laughs> Nick, could you look that up and see uh-huh. how that's uh, pronounced, if you will, please? Kayas. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you try us? Kayak. <laughs> We're Kayas. <laughs> Why don't you? We try? ask that you try us. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bastardane, featuring drummer Caster Hatfield, twenty-one-year-old son of Metallica's James Hatfield has released its debut album, and it is titled Is This Rage? The 10-track collection by the Savannah, Georgia-based trio also includes vocalist bassist Jake Dallas and guitarist Ethan uh, Sirotsky. What's the name of the band? They are called uh, Bastardane. You? It's all one word. Bastard! Uh, So the band collectively described themselves as... We are Bastardane, and we are not some average chump white male band looking to get laid. Hmm. There is a time in every generation when music is the guiding light out of hard times. We just want to make emotionally empowering music that isn't trying to create, uh, to cater to a certain audience. Our career is about making people happy and fulfilling the emotional needs of those who can't tolerate words alone. So that's the mission statement of Bastardane. I guess so. Uh, they look mad. We're looking at pictures. Very upset. They look, they look angry. We are so upset with the way the world is going. We are Bastardane. Yep. Your stupid eating mean nothing to us. Um, we spit on you. By the way, is there a place convenient to park because we've got to get our stuff in here? <laughs> Bastardine is set to appear uh, May 27, 28, and 29 at Metallica's co-headlining edition of the Bottle Rock. Hi, this is Caster of uh, Bastardine. Could you send up some more pillows and some... <laughs> no. In a robe. In a robe, please, yeah. Uh, they'll, that'll be in Napa Valley, by the way. What time is the jacuzzi open to? And then finally, we're going to end with a, a, a rock and roll story. Although uh, Paul McCartney never played his iconic Hofner violin beetle bass in concert with Wings in the 1970s, another rock legend actually did, and that was Robert Plant. Plant recalled joining Paul on stage for the December 29th, 1997 final show of the Concerts for People of Kampuchea. 
And Plant, who had performed Elvis Presley's Little Sister earlier in the night, backed by Rockpile, featuring Dave Edmonds and Nick Lowe, was part of the McCartney Massive Show Closing Rockestra mini-set, which also featured uh, John Bonham, Pete Townsend, and Kenny Jones, among many others. Now, (laughs) Plant remembered the gig and playing the famed Beatle bass, and he said in an interview when we were doing that concert... Uh, with this huge star-spangled band, he gave me his Hofner bass to wear. It is the beautiful bass, the one that we know from all those songs and photographs. And I was miming my way furiously huh. when the strap broke, Uh-oh. and I thought that was it. it what did I, you do? He said, you I was, broke it, you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> Paul turns into a rage monster. God damn you! Sweetest man alive just absolutely <laughs> turns on I want to see it descend. You're a moron! Oh, look at you. You look so great. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the idea of Paul. Just Jesus ab- Christ. Losing it completely. What are you, stupid? It's <laughs> about decades. Decades! And you broke it! It's not the poll I know. Got <laughs> a bad guess, day. Yeah, we all had a mean side, yeah. you know. He's <laughs> <laughs> yelling at him in front of thousands of people and screaming into the microphone. He's not like going over and pulling him aside. He's just, just dressing him down in front of all those people. I don't care about the compa-cheepy-cheepies, whatever they're playing for. He said, um... He said, I thought, that is after the strap broke, he said, I thought that was it. I was so close to getting on with this guy. And then uh, he said, then it was great. It was actually very funny. I think the strap was ready to go anyway. Uh, but he said, I know Bonzo, meaning John Bonham, who was drumming behind me, was in stitches. He was cracking up. <laughs> that would be funny. And he said, what could you do that was really S other than break the Beatles bass? Uh, he went on to say, I have tremendous respect for Paul and the fact that that his work will never be over. Also, that he didn't bear a grudge after that. So well, it's just a strap. It's not like you right. Broke, yeah. yeah, he didn't like drop it and right. it shattered on stage in front of him or something like that. But it's pretty funny. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in music news. All right, let's take a break and come back in a second. We'll wrap up the program. We'll hand it over, Pierre, and then we'll send you on to MM March Madness, which starts today. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On a Monday morning. 
Our weather forecast is cooperating for today. We're looking at about 66 degrees by the time we get to around, you know, like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Wonderful. And, uh, yeah, sunny skies. So, nice, clear blue sky to uh, be your companion today. Uh, tomorrow, 63, partly cloudy, not too bad. And then 55, we got a chance for some light rain on uh, Wednesday. That's a high, 55 on Wednesday. And then we'll be at the... Low 60s again after that. But today's uh, a wonderful day, so enjoy it if you have the opportunity to do so. I would like to thank Mr. Michael Yo for being on the program. Uh, Michael's great. He has uh, a new comedy special, which is he has put out, paid for, done all himself. It's on YouTube. And uh, he's a really funny guy. And a new series on yeah. Apple Plus, that which is, is pretty amazing. Yeah. Bonnie Hunt. So he was pretty excited about that. It was good to talk to him. But uh, you can just go to michaelyo.com and you can find all the information you need. And then we made a concert announcement, so I'll just reiterate that. It's the uh, Outlaw Music Festival. Willie Nelson, Chris Stapleton, Zach Bryan, Larkin Poe, and others are going to be performing Friday, September 23rd. The Waterfront Music Pavilion and tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. And you can uh, win tickets this week, and we have a chance to uh, grab those, which is pretty cool. Pierre Robert is here, back from a weekend. How you doing, man? Good. Larkin Poe can finally go record shopping with Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they friends? Well, he has a, an ID from them, and it, it has the two ladies of Larkin Poe introducing themselves and saying who they are and what band they're in. And you know what? When we come to Philly, we're definitely going record shopping with Jackie Bam Bam. Oh, okay. And for the year and a half that we've been playing them, or however long it's been, uh, you know, they haven't been able to tour. So now they're touring and record shopping. All right. Got to do it. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. How was your weekend, man? Fine, thank you. Fine, thank you. Excellent. And um, I heard heard you, um, you know, going through the rundown of the A to Z um, and, uh... No, not the ADC, the MM March Madness? Right, same yeah. thing. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> right, and, um, very similar in, in construction and structure, and, um... So are we going against each other today? Yes, it yeah, won. we are. Bon Jovi yeah. and Motley Crue. Yeah, so yeah. Steve gave me a little flap mocking Bon Jovi. <laughs> I heard that. And then you gave me a little grief on, on angering with Guns N' Roses. Uh-huh. And I don't have any anger against Guns N' Roses. I just quietly don't decide to support them by playing them. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I wish him all the best and them all the best. Peace and love. Yeah. How long has that been going on now? I don't have any anger towards them. <laughs> I don't, but, but on the other hand, there are products I don't buy because I don't support that company. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was just curious how long your, your band has been... Uh, in place know. now, fifteen years. You were in the other room. I I don't have anger against him. However, I don't. Su- I just don't support what he did to Philly, and so which legit. Um, I, yeah, I know. It's not. I I truly don't have anger towards him, but I don't feel like I should support somebody that effed over the city. Now, having said that, that's a policy decision. There are products that I don't buy because I don't like the way that company. Um, operates in society or in their corporate structure or the way they treat their employees or any number of things. So I don't buy products from that company. It's all, that's all. It's another right. thing. Okay. I was just curious how long it's been. I don't know. Okay. It was 20 years ago. Yeah. Wow. The uh, the no-show at the Wells Fargo Center, yeah, 2002. But it was years after that that you guys came here and that wow. you were talking about it and Rabbi was raving about it and I was sitting in the other right. room. 
And oh, that's where flaming turd flaming comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's all I can stand because I can't stand no more. That no show was December 6, 2002, and then the Preston Steve show started MMR in 2005. So that rant, yeah, was probably 2006 or 2007. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, and it's the case with all these. And your subtle your subtle subtext is that I'm petty for doing this. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and and that's okay. You know, because here's the deal with this A to Z. Whatever band I champion is going down in flames. <laughs> uh, so I, Is that the track uh, record? If, if there's anything I'm angry about, it's whatever I like is never going to win. Then go in subtly. Uh, there, there's, there's no subtle. Because whatever everyone knows. I campaign for just sinks faster than the Titanic. And so I, I, I just will throw it to the masses. Uh, if And I'm, you know, I'm going to say that I like, Ike. I don't know, never mind. <laughs> um, but whatever, I, it doesn't make any difference. How about I'm Rupert just, Holmes? I'm just going to, I'm going to go Rupert Holmes for the, for the gold. <laughs> yeah, you go. Wouldn't it be wild? You know now. If we put Rupert Holmes in this, <laughs> of course he'd win. You know he would win. Of course win. he'd win. He would win. Now, it was his birthday a couple of weeks ago, and I effing played him. <laughs> I, and, and, and then Bill, in a, in a meeting, mad? said, why did you really have to play him? <laughs> and I go, it's become a, a thing now yeah. and a joke. So where I wouldn't play GNR, I would play Rupert Holmes. We should actually do... You don't want to get inside this head of mine. It's really messed up in there. There's so many cobwebs. We should actually Please sometime do our own bracket system of kind of the songs that have been become a little bit jokey yeah. amongst us, like... Gino Vanelli, right? Kokomo. And this Kokomo. and Kokomo yeah. and Dave Mason and the Edmund Fitzgerald. Dave Mason, what's uh, wrong with Dave Mason? No, no, no. no it's, it's just any time that that we start singing. Um, there ain't no good guys. There ain't no bad guys. Only There's only you and me, and we just disagree. Ooh, oh. Not sing it all the way through. I'm not saying it's a bad song no, or a joke. In fact, song. another one that ends up on that list is the Ario Speedwagon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep on rolling. Roll with the changes. Roll with the changes. Oh, yeah. That's a good song though. Yeah. That just hit number one last week. In we fact, should, we should in do, nineteen something or other. We should do some sort of a, a bracket system down the road. The best of our of our uh, adopted songs. Yes. Yeah. Could we do the worst songs of all time? Uh, a to Z. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> What's this one? It's uh, Bob Seger we've got tonight. We've got tonight. Do you know the story about that? And it's a great song. No. Nick's story about it. I was at a party one time, and uh, it was like uh, one in the morning. (laughs) A fraternity party. A fraternity party. It was nothing but dudes, and I was hammered, and uh, I thought that that would be a great song to get the party going. And uh, and (laughs) (laughs) so I was with, like, these guys who were huge Iron Maiden fans and Metallica fans. I was like, yeah. You got to put on Bob Seger. <laughs> we got tonight. The slowest song ever written. And I, was feeling, I was feeling sappy and sentimental, and so I put this on, and everybody in the room wanted to murder me. Uh, and so I told that story, and now this song has become a running joke as well. There you have it. It's a it. great song. Yeah. Steve, I think of um, uh, Aerosmith's cover of um, The Beatles. Um, come Together. Oh, come Together, come together yeah. yeah. Slola. One of your all-time come low, favorites. Here comes Slola. Moving right. up. Slola. It's like uh, playing turn the page at a uh, at a uh, baseball game. Where you, right, you know? yeah. yeah. Oh, there you have it. So there we can do that. <laughs> let's, uh, 
Shall we do the letter? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Right, sure. Piers oh, yeah. getting antsy. Let's do this. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. L as in loser. All right. Loser. And that's that's our... me. I'm a loser. That's our first. <laughs> I'm a beautiful loser, though, speaking of Bob Seger, which goes nicely into Traveling Man. It's a great song. Yeah. Uh, that's our first letter for the Word of the Week prize, which is a pair of lower-level tickets for both Roger Waters concerts, wow. Friday, August 5th, wow. and Saturday, August 6th. Wow. At Wells Fargo Center. Yep, yep, Roger Waters. This is not a drill tour. Uh, tickets are on sale now uh, for both shows via Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. Uh, so obviously, you got MM March Madness. Anything else you want to hit besides that today? Uh, we will do. We ha- we'll have time for one workforce block between our noon running of Shine Down against Dirty Honey, and our one p.m. Bon Jovi against Motley Crue. Mm. I'm going for Crue all the way. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, Crue hair <laughs> style, drugs, tight pants, Botox, <laughs> um, and um, where was I? Oh, I don't know. Oh, and in between those two, I'll do a block of Dire Straits. Ah, wonderful. I love Dire Straits. Thank you. All right, I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by A.D. Moyer Lumber, trusted expert since 1939. You're a professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. Also, Dunkin', the official coffee of the President Steve Show, and Acme Markets. Get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy. Acme food, Fresh Foods. Local flavors. Well, Tuesday got real interesting. Uh, tomorrow, we'll give away a free tattoo, as we always do. But also, Jeff Foxworthy will be on the show. Wow. Lewis Black will be on the program. Nice. What the? And a comedic actor by the name of Jim Pittick will be joining us. You know him from the Christopher Guest movies in, say, uh, Best in Show. He's kind of the straight man that's doing the play-by-play with Fred Willard. With Fred Willard. Yeah. And he's also had other characters, but he is—he—he uh, he does comedy acting, but he usually plays this kind of straight character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got a book out, and he'll be joining us, which Excellent. is pretty cool. So we'll have those guests and more to get to tomorrow. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye bye. Everybody, it's good to have you on the map. Bye, 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 bye,